everyone, and welcome to episode number 23 of the Spoiler Cast. This begins this week's 256th This Week's Kujin Was Awesome episode. Sweet. Have there been that many episodes yet? Don't Ignore that part! <laughs> I'm your host, Dan Zarzicki, and I'm joined here by Tristan Atherin Hess. Bringing you the hype! And Patrick Knight. Bringing you the gripe. <laughs> <laughs> the Spoiler Cast is your look at the latest and greatest in what we've been playing. Uh, news, things of that nature. And at the end of the episode, guys, the, the end, end of, of the, the episode. episode. I'm excited. We spoil a recent game that we've been playing, or an older one in the case of last week. We talked about the Halo series this week. That's not a game, that's a series. Yeah, it's a series. This week, we're jumping into a brand new game. We're actually going to be talking about Transistor. Even though I'm the only one who's put okay. it to completion. I'm excited to hear about it as a fan of Bastion. Um, in case you are not aware, Transistor is the... Next game from Supergiant, Super Giant, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Greg Kasavin's game company. Greg Kasavin being an older uh, reporter for GameSpot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> had to, had to go stop. back in yeah. time there yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, for game... Oh, God, what was I it? had to become a time trotter. That's a in-joke reference for all you old GameSpot fans. Um, but Greg Kasavin's We have to company, activate the Journeyman Project. They originally put out Bastion. <laughs> And now they put out Transistor, um, yep. and a there's new a indie title. There's a lot of similarities between yeah, the two. Yeah, that's what it we'll looked like. Um, and uh, this is a game that is first released on the PS4, which Tristan has been playing. Actually, I'm not sure know. which it would have came out for first, because it felt like the PS4 release was really delayed. I had the whole day off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was like noon, and I'm like, why hasn't Transistor dropped yet? Yeah. I need my <laughs> And then um, it also came out on the PC as well. Yep. But enough about that. Let's talk about what we've been playing. I do want to start with uh, Tristan this time. Not only because I started with Patrick last time, but but also because... I got a PS4! Yeah. Yeah, I finally bought in to a next-gen console. We're we're terrible people. You realize this? Yes. (laughs) Off of an awful, awful human being. But Transistor I I have a Wii U, so... Well, I have a Wii U So really, really, does that mean I own a next-gen console? No. Well, technically... (laughs) Well, no. I'll go back to my whole It's a (laughs) current-gen console. HD is hard. Yeah. HD is hard, guys. So, Tristan, um, let's talk okay. about all your so, powering experiences. <laughs> um, so, so I've got my PS4. I've spent a lot of time finishing stuff up on PS3. To be like, okay, now, oh, okay. now I can focus on the PS4. Um, and not be like, oh man, that's right, I still have to go back and finish up. Um, so, I've, so I played the crap out of Transistor. Yep. I basically... Finished it in over the course of two days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going back. It is a game you have to play twice because it's really different the second time. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that. But I'll t- talk episode. about that later. Uh, I've also been playing Resogun, mm-hmm. which was free because of um, yes. uh, PlayStation Plus, which I now have mm-hmm. because I need it for when um, Destiny comes out. Why? For online play on a PS4? It requires PlayStation Plus. For online play on a PS4, yes. Oh, it does? I didn't know that. Yep. So they've gone to the charge. Okay. Well, but it's like at this Notice point Notice that now, nobody cares. Yeah, well, because most people have PlayStation Plus anyways. Yeah. Because it pays for itself with free games yeah. pretty quickly. I did not know that it costs money to play on PlayStation 4. Now I do. Yep, for online play. Um, so I've been playing some Resident Evil. That's pretty fun. Uh, I've been playing Child of Light. Yeah, I saw that one on the Xbox the other day. I was like uh, looking through and I saw that. It looked like another one of those indie platformers, so I didn't talk it's about it. It's not. Okay. It is a 
It is a RPG. Oh, really? Erpiger. Yes. Erpiger. Um, it is gorgeous. The music is perfect. Um, the RPG system is wonderfully simplistic. So it's not re- like redonkously complex, like say Final Fantasy VIII or like one of those. Um, what's getting on my nerves about it is that all the characters speak in rhyming couplets. Nice. Everything is in rhyming couplets. Voice acted or text based? Text based. Oh, okay. Thank God. But no, everything is written in rhyming couplets. It's almost worse that way, though, because then you're reading it, but you're reading it in rhyme. You're like, yeah. uh, oh, no, there is some voice acting. I don't know. I think the, I think the music. The I think the music of rhyming couplets would drive me crazy. Yeah, yes. hearing it. Um, there, there's some. It, it's put out as kind of like a children's storybook, mm-hmm. and there is some narration, like when you move between major chapters. Mm-hmm. That is voice acted, uh, but thankfully, there's one character who doesn't rhyme in rhyming couplets. The narrator, and then all the other characters correct her. Oh my god! It's like, but a lot. It's like, stuff like, um, and and in the court, you must behave with tact. That's really how you should behave. And then another character will cut in, will chime in, don't you mean act to make it wrong? And I was like, no! God! <laughs> um, Break the paradigm. Break the paradigm. Grab the invincible. The unat- oh, no, grab the impossible. I'm surrounded by Apple devices. Um... <laughs> They're encroaching on you. Oh. Um, I also picked up uh, Return to Wol- uh, Wolfenstein New Order. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which actually runs 60 frames per second on a PS4. And it's... So I'm not used to 60 frames per second. I don't even know what it looks like. Um, Everything feels really fast at 60 frames per second. Yeah. Like, all the motion and stuff seems, like, weirdly we're at, quick. We're going to talk I'm about not another. used to it. And I'm like, uh, uh, whoa, that was quick. Oh, jeez, everything's so sharp. And, yeah. Patrick, I think you'll find out soon enough because in the news section we're going to talk about another game that was recently uh, updated that's going to be running in 60 frames per second as well. But anyway, continue. But anyway, um, I haven't had a lot of time to play with that yet with the Wolfenstein. Um, there's a choice early on that dramatically splits off the game. Into two alternate timelines. Interesting. And I'm like, crap. Now I'm going to have to go back and play it again all the way through because you do the choice almost immediately at the beginning. Well, that's kind of good, though. Yeah. Red or blue pill. Yeah, right. Uh, basically. So the choice I picked, with the choice I picked, I now can't, I've learned how to pick locks, uh-huh. which gives me access to more areas and different mm-hmm. secrets. And I get, um, I can get permanent arbor upgrades. Nice. But I'm I'm not sure what the other side does because I haven't gotten there yet. Nice. But um, you get to pick locks and you get permanent armor upgrades and a cupcake. <laughs> Damn it! I knew I should have picked the other side. Um, so that's really what I've been focusing on. Um, I had my PS, I had my PlayStation Four for like three days and yeah. had no games for it yep. except Resogun. So I was like, well, that's a little sad. Funny, that's the one you that's showed me, right? I've been thinking the... for months. Exactly. Yep. Well, I, I, at least I can play Resogun on my $500. I did the didn't now because I don't feel like going back in and editing it in later, so there you go. Oh, Yay, we're going to no, we're gonna totally make you go in and add sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> lazy editor. <laughs> yep, it's me. Is there any other kind of editor? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, is that all you've been playing? Not that it's not a lot, I just want to know. How dare you? Yeah, because I've been playing well, quite cons- a lot. Well, 
considering it hasn't been so yeah, long yeah, since our last yeah. episode. Thank you know, God. Not like, our, not like between our last episode and the episode before that. Because I'd like, if you, if, if I may, may I go second this yeah, time? Go around? right ahead. Cool, awesome. You're the, have uh, you actually been playing anything? You're I the have. boss, boss. Wow. I have about eight or nine hours into Final Fantasy Thirteen. Which oh, one? Right. The original. Oh, this sets a dangerous precedent. And he takes his glasses off. <laughs> this is setting a dangerous precedent, Dan. What's that? But on the plus side, you only have to spend, like, another, what, 31 hours before the game gets good! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played it? No. Okay. Well, you mean Final You mean Final Hallway 13? Yeah. Honestly, the last Final Fantasy I played and enjoyed... Actually, you know, I, I did actually kind of like 12. 12 is okay. 12 is... It's very much like Star Wars. Yes, this one's even more like Star this, Wars. That's what I've heard. Uh, just wait till you get to Lightning Returns. I probably won't, but I, I'll see. Um, I've seen numerous playthroughs of Lightning Returns. Most of the people who have played it said, well, Final Fantasy is dead. Time to find a new <laughs> JRPG series. What's interesting, what's interesting about the, this one, Final Fantasy thirteen? it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. But let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me wheel back even further to this. Let's let me, back let me, up a little. Let's back up even further. I went to the uh, the local GameStop. <laughs> I went to yeah, I went to the local GameStop and I uh, picked up Final Fantasy Thirteen and brought it to the counter. The person at behind the counter gave me a strange look when I put it on the on the desk, and I and I literally said to them, literally right to their face, I said, "Have you ever seen Leprechaun 2? <laughs> and they're like, "No." It's like a train wreck. Your eyes just get glued said, to it. Something that's been so so universally panned that you just have to see for yourself. You just have to try for yourself. Man. <laughs> Enjoy editing that! <laughs> um, Look so, at the waves! The so, waves. I picked it up. That's fine. Now it's <laughs> And I started, I started playing it, and the first, like, three hours were miserable. And I was like, alright, here we go. This is, I get what people wow. are saying. Yeah. I mean, it's well, Most people say that about the first 20 hours. But... After about the first three hours, I actually started getting into it. Now I'm like thoroughly enjoying it, and it's weird. It's a it's 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 a shame to admit. Uh, shun the unclean yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shun, purge, shun, purge me, right? shun. I can't even get purge through the unclean. I can't purge even get to the third hour of Assassin's Creed Three because of how bad much I hated. That that was a really slow, slow burn too. Yeah. Oh my god. I could, I, I I barely got through that. How myself. did you get through three hours of a game you really hated? I got through three hours of it. But you can't finish a game you like. Yeah. <laughs> well, so with Final Fantasy Thirteen, I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to see. Okay, where's this going? And actually, like the battle system is actually really good once you get past like hour three or four. It's the beginning is very very slow. The other thing I want to mention too is a lot of people complain about the hallway stuff. It's not too too bad. There are, it is mo- mainly hallways. But I also want to direct people oh, to their one of their favorite games of the series, which is Final Fantasy X, which is very very similar in the fact that literally it's just hallway after hallway, hallway after, after hallway, hallway after, after hallway. hallway. But nobody seemed to complain about that one. Because okay. lightning wasn't in it. Yeah. yeah. And here's the quote. Here's the quote I was looking for. Patrick, we must burn the heretic, kill the mutant, and purge the unclean. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Damn it, Patrick! My phone was dead. And silence the phone! Why is my phone on? Burn I the can't... heretic, kill the mutant, purge the unclean, silence the phone. <laughs> 
Um, but what's what? What's I don't it? play Final Fantasy games for a reason. I wanted to, I want to sort of defend it in a se- uh, in a sense, um, and also try to inspire people to actually give it a shot. It's really cheap now. It's like under ten dollars or ten dollars at a GameStop, whatever. Too much. <laughs> and just give it a, and just give it a shot. It's actually pretty good. The battle system is interesting because <laughs> it's oh lord. <laughs> what are you looking up right now? Oh. <laughs> uh. But um. <laughs> but uh, the battle the battle system is interesting because it is Elon honey. Anyways, no, <laughs> no, no, it's not Elon honey. Way to bring back. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, it was like episode two. Um, it's very tactical in the way it, in the way it works. It's not really about the individual commands of your characters. You hit you actually. There's actually a button called auto battle. Literally, it's auto battle. So you don't really have to tell your character to cure. You don't have to tell one of your characters to do this attack or that attack. You just hit auto battle. So it's the culmination of what everyone was afraid of with Final Fantasy XII is that the game would just play itself. Sort of. But they have this system called Paradigms, which is sort of like the Gambit system, except you're a little bit more in control of it, and you have to, di- you have to dictate the flow of battle. I liken it to, like... Playing, the experience of playing Battlefield 2 way back in the day, where you were either a general, which who commanded people and just told people where to go, or you were actually a foot soldier. And in this game, you are the general. So what you do is all of your characters have like a bunch of different classes that they can take on. And they have this thing called the Crystal Grid or the Crystarium, which is like the Sphere Grid in Final Fantasy X. So another thing people yes. didn't like. Yeah. So you build up your character's skills in different classes, and certain characters only have access to certain... Ca- certain um, classes. And then what you do is you build these things called paradigms. So a paradigm, let's say... It's 20 cents. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. A paradigm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm usually the pun one. Yeah. So the way it works is, for example, lightning at the beginning of the game is either a commando, It's still a bad character. Yeah. She is probably the worst character in the game. Is she's really dry and, and boring. Um, oh my god, Square Enix. No one likes lightning. Yeah. Stop trying to cram her down our throats and make us yeah. like her because no one likes her because she's not a good character. The story's actually kind of cool. The characters are kind of cliche, which is expected. Welcome to Final Fantasy. Which is expected from Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. so I wasn't really concerned about it. Um, but the, the story's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. But uh, the way the paradigms work are you create these different groupings of your character. So in one grouping, it can be Lightning, who's a commando, which means she kind of leads the battle and she attacks. Uh, maybe Vanille, uh, who's the, the little girl. Um, she can be a... The lowly. Yeah. She can be, she can be a, ma- a medic, which is basically just like a white mage. Medic! And then somebody else can be a synergist, which is like a blue mage? Are those the ones that give you the buffs? I forget the name, but uh, basically the people who buff you. Okay. You can also then create another paradigm, for example, where Lightning's a commando. Maybe Vanilla's a Ravager, which is just like a strict attacker. And then the other one is a Saboteur, which means they, they cast debuffs and things like that on, on the um, the enemies. Is there a third female character in Final Fantasy Yes. Okay. Yes, I haven't really been too introduced to her yet, so though, where I am. I'm but. About to, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to blow your minds. Blow your minds. Almost every Final Fantasy game has three female characters in it, each of which f- follows, fits into one of three different romantic archetypes. Yeah. You've got the young character. Yeah. So, Yuffie, Vanille, um, the girl who likes trains from eight. 
whatever. Yeah. You've got... Uh, Yuna, uh, not Yuna. Oh, wow. That's not even close. No. I know who you're talking about, though. The, the selfie with the... Selfie, there with we the, go. With the, <laughs> taking a selfie. Uh, well, um, Oops. You've got the sort of motherly, adorable girl, mm-hmm. which is like Eris, um, again, from, um, Ren- oh, God. <laughs> um, Lulu? N- no. The other one from 8. Lulu's from 10. Oh, sorry. Whatever. Um, Man. Not Yuna. Yuna this is going guys, well. I'm sorry. 10 is selfie. Um, Quintus. I thought selfie eight. was 8. So, yeah. And Renoa? Renoa, yeah. She's yeah. the love so, interest. Yeah, so that's Renoa in Quistus. 8. Quistus is the name of the other one. Yeah. Yep. That's Renoa in 8. Okay. Um, it's Ash in 12. Okay. And then you've got the bombshell, who is Tifa, Lulu, uh, Quistus. Yeah. It's not, it's not like that in this one because the main character is a girl, I think, but... Well, but each it's a girl, you think? But each of the girls... <laughs> no, I said... But, but like, I think game, that's why, yeah. Like, I should have structured that sentence differently. Starting with, like, game five, like Final Fantasy V, every Final Fantasy game has this dichotomy. So, uh, like, 20 switch, games ago. The yeah. one that switches it up is six, where mm-hmm. one character plays both two roles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, what you do is, in the tide of battle... You actually, you, you're really just setting the paradigm system. So what you're saying is, okay, right now we're doing an all-out attack. And oh, these people are taking damage, so let me switch to this other paradigm. And in that paradigm, there's somebody who heals, and they start healing up. Oh, we're back to the other paradigm, and then you switch them. So they're almost sort of battling themselves. You still control one character, and you can have them do different abilities if you want. Have them attack different enemies. So you, you have some leeway. Um, and they have an ATB gauge that gets filled up, and they have different slots and things like that. That you can you know, one attack might have to take up two ATB bars, one attack might take one. Um, but you're basically just leading your troops around. And that's, it's actually pretty pretty fun I, I, in, a, in a strange way. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be as fun as it is, but I'm not yeah. too too far into yeah, it. Yeah, because you're listening to you describe it just sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> just awful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. It's interesting. Muy terrible. And I haven't gotten much. I mean, it's still again. They are still teaching me things. Like there's tutorial stuff happening, but it's also not nine th- hours in. There's still tutorials. Yes. Hey, Mega Man, Mega Man. Hey, you missed Shut up. Yeah, but it's but it's very few and far between at this point, and the tutorials are teaching are smaller things that are just like kind of. It's almost like. They're adding new new features to the game, but they're they're sort of secondary to the main battle at this point. Nine hours in, they're adding new features. Never mind. Yeah, most JRPGs are like that, though. Like I, I think about my favorite one, which is Dragon Quest VIII, and that's like that too. You know, you're 15 hours yeah. in, and they're still introducing new concepts and things to you. Um, 50 hours in, hey, here's a new character who has this. Right. So. It, they aren't really they aren't really changing the way the battle system works. They're just changing like, oh, now you can upgrade weapons, and here's how you do that. Oh, now you can do this. Well, I got fairly deep in Final Fantasy VII, and then that happened to me, so. Well, seven's very different. Seven's, oh, yeah. seven's much more basic. It's just, it's it's a very uh, basic RPG in that sense. It's your battle, you level up. You don't even level up in this game. <sighs> Remember back when Final Fantasy games were good? Those were the days. You don't well, love- I wouldn't even say it's one of my top uh, top games. I just enjoyed it a little bit. Like it was, I'd give it like yeah. a, a C plus B minus. Yeah. The thing is, I really need to go back and replay it. Yeah. Because the last time I played seven was. Ages ago, yeah. I don't even own it. I was borrowing. It doesn't. It, it doesn't hold up. No, at eight all. holds up a little better because it eight does. had better, had much better graphics. And I like the battle system better. But and people still yeah, want the yeah. HD remake. 
Yeah. Of what? Eight or seven? Seven. Dude, totally. Yeah. It's just, the graphics are terrible. The battle system is boring to me. Um, unexciting. I prefer, I largely prefer the battle system in eight uh, with the drawing system. I know I'm in the minority there. So maybe, hey, I must be in the minority for 13 as well. That's yeah. cool. I'm just letting y'all maybe know you, out there. Maybe Dan today, just likes bad Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Today I learned Dan is a minority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hall White Minority. With a beard. <laughs> Wait. Mother of God. We all have beards. Oh. It's spreading. <laughs> They're multiplying. But I'm still short. But I will tell you, if you were on the fence, if you like eight and you're a weird person like me and you're on the fence about playing Final Fantasy 13 because everybody, literally everybody told you not to, <laughs> give it a try. It's not that expensive. Don't do it. <laughs> give it a shot. Is it anything like The Room by Tommy Wiseau? The movie, The Room? No, the book. Is of course, the movie. No, I don't know. <laughs> I've no, never, the, I've never the seen stage it. play. I've never seen it. I hear it's terrible. Though. You've yeah, never seen that, it. but you play Final Fantasy. You're a strange, you're a strange child, Dan Zarlicky. Let's move on to Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, what have you been playing? Oh, just you know, completing GTA Four. Still, spent all day doing it today, and went backwards and should have done some things that would have been harder to do. But no, I did the easy stuff first because that makes sense. Good job, idiot. <laughs> I still have to play the Ballad of Gay Tony, which I've never touched before, so that should be interesting. Uh, I've been playing World of Tanks. I'm back into it, uh, which is interesting because they've started doing some strange, strange things. Are you playing with the girls in Panzer voice pack? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, soon I will watch that, though. <laughs> they, they've started... They used to be... It used to be that you would get... A multiplier for your experience for the first victory each day, which with with that particular tank, mm-hmm. which makes sense, because that way you don't overflood with XP. Now they've started on weekend special events. Instead of just saying, "Oh, it's times three XP for your first win of the day," or "It's times five XP for the first win of the day" on that one crazy weekend that everybody and their brother was playing, and all the window lickers were out in force. <laughs> um, they've started having times to everything weekend. So, so you huh? <laughs> like oh, starting at four p.m. for Pacific uh, four a.m. Pacific time, you get times two for losing. You get times two for winning. You get times two everybody. Today's you become Oprah handing out times two bonuses, and I'm sitting here. Going, you get a times two bonus. You get a times two bonus. And all it does is make me incredibly sad when I get a six hundred XP times two because that me in a loss. Because that's just awful. Usually, if you get a times two, you want something like sixteen hundred XP, because that means you did well. Yeah. But you don't get the one. Uh, you don't get the point um, five percent modifier. Point uh, five. Um, the one point five modifier that you get for winning. So you get like nothing. Just... It's like why, why, what are why? you doing? Just, oh god. For those of you who are unaware, Girls in Panzer is basically World of the Tanks, the anime. Plus Moe. Plus Moe. Actually, apparently they did. I, I was trying to find uh, clips online of the Girls in Panzer voice packs. Yeah. Apparently, Girls in Panzer teamed up with the World of Tanks crew for promotional videos in Japan for World of, World of Tanks. I rage quit life. <laughs> they did just add the Japanese tank tree, but none of those are in Girls in Panzer anyway, so. At least I don't think so. I think there are a few Japanese tanks in Girls in Panzer. Oh, and I've also been playing Beyond Good and Evil HD. Oh, cool. Mm. And I am almost finished with it because it is a very short game. It is a very (laughs) short game. But I like it. I like it a lot. 
It's one of those games that I, everyone who's played it has said they really like it, but I've never had a chance to pick it up. Well, is it your first time playing it now? Yeah. And I, it, I, downloaded it, I downloaded it through a sale and uh, a while ago, and uh, I started playing it because, uh, to be honest, I need to clip some space off my 360 hard drive because it's crying in mercy. Crying for mercy, I should no, say. please. Uh, you can't take it And Beyond Good and Evil HD is two gigs, so finish it, get it off the hard drive. I did that with Lara Croft Guardian of Light a few months ago. Yeah, I, I, I've had it on my PS3 for a while because I think it was a free one weekend, so I picked it up. Yeah. But um, it was... It was something that I played way back, and it was yep. very, very short. Um, actually, our friend put it perfectly when he said it's sort of Zelda, but not as good. Yep. Because <laughs> um, that's basically what it is. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. It was very short, but it was a really nice, like, a movie experience sort of thing. And if anybody ever says that women are ne- that women are sub- uh, subverted in video games, you point them to Beyond Good and Evil and slap them in the back of the head. I actually think that woman um, that does the Jade. tropes. Oh, her? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think she does reference Beyond Good and Evil as a negative example. I think in one of her, in one of her YouTube what? videos. Oh my god! I think I think I could be wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to put words in her mouth. Certainly, <sighs> I definitely don't want to do that. Because there's quite frankly there, there are too many words like to, in her mouth. There anyways. are other things I'd like to put. What? I'll see you <laughs> next spoiler cast. <laughs> there are too many words in her mouth as it is. Yeah, I'd like to put a sock in it. Put something in it. Anyway, maybe the sock from Dan's mic. <laughs> Pop filter, pop filter, pop filter. Um, but that's good. I'm glad that you're get, finally getting to play Beyond Good and Evil. Yep. And then next up is Hitman Absolution to get seven gigabytes off my hard wow. drive. Because uh, that was the games with that's gold. Right there. Uh, and I bought, and I'm planning on playing several games, and I'm right on top of my mic. That's going to be awful for sound. <laughs> yep. um, you're correct. That is going to yeah. be terrible. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, I got Tomb Raider. Uh, the Definitive? The uh, no, not the definitive, because the the original was um, not the original original, but the the remake, mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. Yep. That, but because it, it's five bucks, why not? <laughs> uh, I also got Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Yep, that'll be good. Yeah, well, except well, Deus Ex: Human Revolution is great, except for the fact that you can only beat the bosses through just shooting them, which is kind of annoying. But you can do everything else however you want. I think I'll shoot my way out. Mix it up a little. <laughs> uh, I don't know also, what the, what's uh, that from. I don't. Know. I want to say it's a Halo quote, but oh well. Uh, I also got Hitman Blood Money, so I'm going to actually be playing Hitman in reverse. Uh, Yo, dog! I heard you like Hitman. <laughs> well, because it was six dollars. Give my yeah. iPad after you play Hitman Go. Yeah, and then there's mm-hmm. um. Oh god, what was the other one? Uh, I also got Kane Lynch Dead Man, mm-hmm. which is the only Kane Lynch that's okay, because the other one sucks. And there was a fifth game that I got that I can't remember the name of, so it must not be important. Was Kana Lynch the game spot killer, or was it the was it the other was it Army of Two? I think it was Kana Lynch, right? What game spot killer? The one that that caused like the uproar with GameSpot because they gave it a bad review and they're supposed to get a good review, and then a bunch of the people left and started Giant Bomb. I don't know. No idea. I think it was that one. Man, if only we had some sort of. That's actually when Great Castle been left. Yeah, but if only we had some sort of interconnected network of information we could use to look up these facts. We—I don't know. Wouldn't like that be the great? Ethernet. If we could invent it, we'd make a lot of money. I know some sort of interconnected network, like a connet or a fishing net, an interweb of sorts. 
I think we're wasting Dan's time, we, yes, and I are. enjoy it. <laughs> we enjoy it immensely. If we had an interweb, we could find out information about Super Smash Brothers as it happened. We My could find God. out. We could find out that, assuming you're finished talking about what you've been playing. Yep, I'm news. done. That Ike is back in Super Smash Bros. And he's fucking ripped and yeah. shit. I didn't see any pictures. I just heard that he was back. Uh, yeah, he's been lifting. He, yeah. Someone once asked, someone asked Ike, hey, bro, do you even lift? And Ike responded, hold on a sec. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. And then went and lifted for, like, two years. Yep. Which it was a four-year time skip while Brawl was... While Brawl was uh, which has around. me... Yeah, this like, is Ike now. What? Yeah. Yeah. Beefy as all shit. I must say, I'm a little, uh... I'm a little, uh... What's the word I'm searching for? Disappointed? Not disappointed. I'm just... Wary is the word I, I, I'm i going to say. Uh, because Ike was slow enough in uh, Brawl. Mm-hmm. And I could barely make him move fast enough to do what I wanted him to do. I don't Otherwise, need him to get slower. Otherwise, he'd be OP and he'd win everything. So right. that's, why you did, that's why that happened. Yeah, but I mean, if they made him the bigger, chunkiest. then the idea is that he would be slower still. Well, I mean, it might just be making. I I always thought Ike was interesting, but if he's because he looked just like Marth, except he was way faster. No, he he did. He was taller and broader than Marth. But now he's even more taller and more broader. Now he looks like he's on steroids. (laughs) Maybe it's an item. (laughs) Super mushroom. Super mushroom. Super mushroom. He's just been injecting the super mushroom Mushroom. straight into his veins, (laughs) between his toes. Yes. Uh, so that's that. I mean, it really isn't much else to say that. There's no other Super Smash news, is there, at this point? Other than that, it's a thing. Um, we talked about the release dates last yes, time. Yep. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think okay. it feels like the Super Smash Brothers news is starting to slow down. Well, we're getting closer. Sense, yeah. Right, because we're getting closer and closer to the I'm still, 3DS release. I'm still hoping that they release Krom as a character at yeah, some point. Cool. <laughs> Although I don't know that it's going to happen now that Ike has been reconfirmed. I feel like they're going to stick with they've, it. Too. They've had characters from the same game like three times over before they, they have link and young link and zelda and yeah, Ganondorf that's also, that's also, and pokemon that's like 12 zelda, pokemon, pokemon mario though not yeah fire emblem but fire emblem is pretty awesome yeah pretty, I, I, um, pretty damn awesome i can see why they do it because just the characters themselves are very popular in the series in the smash brothers series but yeah. the game series itself isn't popular enough to well, there, there, there it's popular in thing. japan There's- there's yeah, one more thing right. with uh, Smash Brothers. Oh dear God! They showed um, the alternate oh costumes, right? Costumes yeah. for the villager. Oh God! Wow. So you'll be able to play as the female villager, and she has al- multiple costumes as well. Yeah. Different um, voice? D- probably. There are also um, oh I'll, I'll get that one. It's my turn. Okay. Um, the yeah. other thing I wanted to bring up is, uh, of course, the other series that we follow very closely on this show, on this program, is the game that is also going to run at 60 frames per second. Eat that, PlayStation 4. Oh! <laughs> I guess. Halo- Battle line's fucking drawn! Line in the sand! Two arms, my brothers! We must defend... No, go ahead. Halo 5 Guardians. Mm. So a, a title has been slapped on Halo 5, and a little bit of information has been slapped onto Halo 5. I will uh, turn to Patrick to to fill us in on this news. Basically, when they were asked about Halo 5 Guardians, first of all, there's a new character that we know nothing about. <gasps> there, were, 
There were rumors that it was Cortana in Spartan armor because the the character looked a little bit more feminine. <gasps> not not true. Uh, there were rumors that it was a female Spartan. Not true. <gasps> uh, it's just a new character. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they didn't say who. Uh, I'm saying uh, a lot. I have speaking problems. Maybe today, it's evidently. um uh the character from is, uh, Reach. No, yeah, from Reach. Noble Six. Noble. Maybe it's Noble Six. Dead. Oh, very dead. All those people are very dead. I know, but we can imagine. If it was maybe no- that helmet was empty because he took it off when he escaped, or she took it off when she escaped. Depending if, on how you played Reach. Yeah, except if they do that, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. But uh, essentially, her statement boiled down to one very simple TLDR statement: We're going to make it very, very pretty. Yeah, we're going to push the Xbox One to the limits of its technology. We're going to, you know, graphically and performance-wise, it's going to be wise. the prettiest turd you ever done seen. It's like, but, 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 that we said Halo Four was pretty. We know you can do pretty. Now do good, please. <laughs> do better, noobs. Like, oh my god. god, yeah, three four three are totally. <laughs> <laughs> and Tristan just banged his head on a toaster oven. <laughs> oh my god, three four three, get better, you noobs! But uh, yeah, so interesting, interesting thought. Battle lines drawn sixty frames per second. I'm like, but Sony, will Sony really beat up a special child? Because <laughs> that's what three four three is right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I also want to bring up something um, that I just thought of because we're talking about shooters um, on the Xbox is. The other thing that happened since the last podcast is the new Call of Duty was announced. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. And yeah. it is remarkable. And no one cares. It is remarkable. Oh, that stupid, re- remarkably dumb thing. It is remarkable yep. how similar it is to another first-person shooter that was recently released on the Xbox One. Titanfall? Yeah. Yep. Max wall running. <laughs> Future, futuristic fighting. And from from what I've heard, no one cares this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're basically playing the same game now. Yeah, it's been the same game for about yeah. But now, 10 now years. they're literally yeah. playing the same one because Titanfall just came out. And it uh, it. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, but no, no. Like honestly, it. I've heard like almost no. Oh, Bless you. <laughs> okay, I've heard almost like no one being like, "Yay, new Call of Duty." You know, like this. That's because people don't go yay new Call of Duty. I know. They never have. They, they just never have. buy it. Yeah. Also, um, Mario Kart. I just found out Mario Kart Eight comes out in like five days. I've got my pre-ordered. Yeah, I, 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 I don't have the system. I do too. We are totally gonna have to like do a uh, three-headed boy race. Yes. Race tournament. We'll Especially. Have to do a we'll have to do a let's play that's only hosted on three. Boy. I don't know. Nintendo. I, Nintendo has backed off. Has that been? Matter of fact, they sent a copy of Mario Kart 8 to Rooster Teeth. Did they? And Rooster Teeth did an 11 minute let's play up with it. Oh, wow. And they haven't been banned. Yet. From tournaments. Tournaments? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Like Kirby. Took me a minute to get that. So, but. Other news. Do you have a? Do you have anything else, Dan? No, I have news. Well, uh, you you want to go first? Go ahead. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you want to give him a chance? He was laughing. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, you know, because I, I mean, my news is generally okay to lukewarm at best. Uh, Games with Gold starting this June, I believe. So very soon. 
is uh, coming to the Xbox One. Ooh. And uh, they've done something with it that's a little upsetting to me. Oh. Um... If I've said this on the, if I haven't said this on the podcast before, I apologize. But one of the big things about games with gold that made things uh, that was a plus over the PlayStation Plus program. <laughs> oh, I was a little pun there. Uh, oh. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, that was that once you downloaded the games, they were yours. Yep. With PlayStation uh, Plus, yes. if you ended your yes. subscription, you the game, you can play to. the game. It's still the, it's still the case. I still think, the case. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the Xbox One, not the 360, but just for the Xbox One. If you do not have Xbox Gold, if you have downloaded a Games with Gold title, you will not be able to play it. So it's like the PlayStation Plus, but only on Xbox One. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which I thought was it was a major feather in Microsoft's cap, in my opinion, and now they've gone and chatted out. Yeah. They've taken that feather and they've shoved it right up. Not to anus. mention that one of the Games with Gold is goddamn Halo Spartan Assault, <laughs> um, ported mobile game. I'm actually astonished when I go on PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live and see the games that are available for their respective services for free. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay, these three games on Xbox are on sale. Okay, one day, one day I logged on to PlayStation and Bioshock Infinite was free. Yeah, like, like all yeah, right. Like, just stuff like that. Fine, I'll do that. Which like, I still stand by is just a really, really dumb business decision yeah. on Sony's part. I, I was like, what the hell? Like, like, and then Microsoft is like, oh, we're giving away Halo 3 and Fable Fable 3 for free or Fable 2 or forget which one it was. It's like, oh, and there's, oh, these games are so old. Yeah, because if they gave away the brand new ones, they wouldn't make any money. money. Yeah, I don't know how it... I guess they just do it. Well, Sony is big time in the buy. red. What's that? Sony is big time in the red. They're yeah. they're in yeah. trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as their console was selling. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other news is that basically everyone's in the red right now. Net- <laughs> Netflix yeah. and all the other streaming services yeah. are no longer right. behind the Xbox Live paywall. Right. Yep. Which is big news. And did we talk? We talked last time about how you no longer have to buy the Connect, right? Yep. I think we did. Did we? Oh, really? Yep. The Connect. There's a Connectless Xbox One. Yep, so, and what's, so what's hilarious, though, is that this has actually pissed off a lot of the developers. Yep. Because all the developers oh, yeah. have, been, have been working with assuming universal Kinect support. That would be like if the Wii, you know, the Wii U suddenly came out without requiring the Wii U gamepad. Yep. yep. Uh, so the so when Harmo- the president of Harmonix, who spent, like, what, two years or something, working on Fant- Fantasia, which is going to be an Xbox One exclusive... Heard the news, he promptly just stopped what he was doing, went fantastic, and stormed off. <laughs> See, that's that's one side of the coin, though. On the other side of the coin is the stupid people that have been lambasting the Connect ever since. Yeah, like uh, since the beginning, it's not a bad piece of technology. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not spying on you. Anybody it's... who believes that is a troglodyte. Just, and now that they've taken it out, it's like, oh, they should just... The same people who were saying, oh, I want to connect this Xbox One are going, wow, they really didn't stick to their guns. That makes me respect them less. Shut up! You see, you see here's the thing, though, is that at this point, everyone ha- hates the X-Bone. And everybody hates, no, it's not even that everybody hates the X-Bone. Everybody hates Microsoft. Yeah. It's so fashionable to hate Microsoft. That brings me to the other piece of news. <laughs> Microsoft. Hey, I've been, I'm a Mac user. Yeah. I've always been a Mac user. I hated Microsoft way before it was cool. <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge that. <laughs> uh, they 
won their lawsuit not to give information to the FBI. Yep. What was one of the what was one of the very popular responses? Wow. <laughs> Microsoft won't share their data with the SBI, but they'll use it for their own purposes. No shit. <laughs> Retargeting, baby. Retargeting. So cool. <laughs> the Xbox just can't win at this point. You know why Sony doesn't share with the FBI? Because they're in Japan. Yep. Oh. They share with the Japanese FBI. Done, done, done. Good God in heaven! It's like these people just don't you have the brain. Like they don't use their brain. They just—I don't even know how they form speech. Like maybe they just don't have two brain cells to rub together, or maybe they do have two brain cells to rub together. But if they do it, they're afraid it's going to cause a fire. No, no, they've got two brain cells to rub together, but unfortunately, those two brain cells are cousins. And so anything that comes from that rubbing together is like weird flipper babies of ideas. <laughs> just, oh my god. I'm just, just, just too much stupid. I saw another stupid post on Facebook the other day, which was, uh, it was something like, uh, oh, they people holding up placards asking questions of um, people why creationism didn't work or whatever it was which you know it's fine it's their belief and it's like this that and the other thing it's like it they're like oh it should be taught in schools for this and i'm like well probably not but you know you're entitled to your belief i'm not going to argue with you yeah but you know what they responded by they photoshopped the placards and made them people look like idiots like where do you get off exactly making fun of people for what they believe in it's just no it's called the internet, Patrick. <laughs> yes, and I'm always angry at the internet, as yes. we all know. Yeah. I'm in despair! The internet has left me in despair! In other news, Michael Vick says he can take the New York Jets to the Super Bowl, and I laughed all the way to the back! <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, Patrick, before we get to my news, uh, would you like to take this opportunity to rescind a previous comment from last episode? I believe last episode, I haven't gone back to the recording because I'm scared of what I might find. <laughs> I think I said something along the lines of Halo 4 would be a good game if it wasn't a Halo game. And that was just that was just the drugs talking. <laughs> um, Very out of character for you. Uh, because when I look back, and I, I, think, I think I influenced myself by trying to talk too much good about it for a change. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's very pretty swill. <laughs> If any game that has a quick time event to kill an all-powerful boss and just shits all over multiplayer balance and takes six months to fix that, not a good game. It's like a beautiful, large, jewel-encrusted goblet filled to the brim with hot, stinking, ripe feces. Yep. Welcome to the world of Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> but like, <laughs> the spoiler cast again. It's like a giant gob giant shiny jewel crusted goblet filled with stinking hot feces ripe feces. <laughs> and they're and they're otaku flavored. Um well for two of us anyway. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean that's that's my news and I'm sufficiently PO'd about Oh wait, one more thing. GTA Online Yep has released a new update. Oh boy! That finally allows you to have multiple apartments, so you can have multiple garages full of cars. How many can you have, Pat? Two. <laughs> you can have two. You can tell that we talk about this stuff before the podcast. Yes. 
multiple apartments, they said in the update. Oh, so you think, oh, maybe three or four, or maybe as many as you want. No, like, two. Maybe seven. God, maybe I can finally have as many cars as I want. Nope. Two. Two. <laughs> oh, and these new apartments that they're adding. There are six new apartments. Well, what's going to be in the six new apartments? The same things. But the layout is slightly different. But heists are supposedly coming in June. How long have they been saying that? Saying that they'll be coming in June? or maybe Saying that they're coming soon. Well, Rockstar's just a, a prick anyway. They've always been... I actually... The GTA 4 session I had earlier, somebody got kicked out of it because his computer was running too slowly. <laughs> That's one way to keep the frame rate up. Like... Kick out the commies who can't afford a decent internet connection. I, I'm starting to Sounds believe. Like the old days of Counter-Strike. I'm starting to believe that Rockstar is just not a group of intelligent, like executives, <laughs> because they they raped Team Bondi on LA Noir. They they did the same thing with Red Dead Redemption, but it was less publicized. They're absolutely making a mummer's farce out of GTA Online. God, I love that phrase. <laughs> Game of Thrones people yes. would know. Yeah, uh, it's just. It's like they don't have a clue. Do they send them as far as in the show? I hope so. It's one, of my, favorite, probably it's one of my favorite phrases. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just... They don't know how to run an online game. Instead of, instead of balancing it, they're like, we're going to take everything out! Fine, yeah. if you don't want it, we'll take our ball and go home. Yeah. It's like, oh, there are glitches in our game? Let's fix that instead of adding the new content that we promised. We won't add heist until all the glitches are fixed. Well, every time you fix a glitch, a new one comes up. That's It's called programming. Yeah. It's like even, like even Pokemon had glitches. I mean, they weren't game-breaking glitches. Well. Until well. X and Y. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, that where the game literally doesn't work. Right. But, like, I'm... It's not like at the beginning of Skyrim sometimes when you when you would start the game and the cart wouldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, Bethesda. I, I, when, I'm, when I'm done playing a little bit more Final Fantasy thirteen, I plan to jump back on Skyrim. I just, I've, I've, been, I've been putting it off and I just have to jump back. Or backwards flying dragons that you can't kill. Oh my god. Like, Fantastic. But it's these aren't glitches that are game-breaking. People are using them to have fun in the world that you created for people to have fun in. And yeah. instead of letting you, letting people have fun, you're like, you must buy our microtransaction money. Why aren't you buying our microtransaction money? They had a, uh, they had a double money in double experience weekend, yeah. right? And the one map that everybody farms because it's quick, they didn't include it. It was the only map you couldn't get double XP and double money. Because Rockstar knows what they're doing, yeah. and we then and then friend. in this update, they screwed up that mission. They changed it. The mission used to be you're going to a meet at a at a parking garage, and you would kill the guy who had the uh, the package. Take the package back to the person who gave you the mission. Nope. Now the package randomly spawns after you kill everybody inside the garage. It randomly spawns on a side street and drives away from you. Oops. I it's just I don't know why I'm gesturing. <sighs> it's like. Rockstar spending so much time trying to keep people from having fun. Having fun. And it's just and it's and it's not even What do you think this is? A game? It's like grinding is part of video games. It yep. has always been part of video games. Yep. Welcome to Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> you keep bringing us back to that. 
Damn, I I'd like, like to grunt. I've been off that vanilla if you know what I mean. I'm just really excited that for the first time in months I picked up something that I'm actually enjoying and wanting to play. <laughs> and it happens to be a game that everybody universally hates. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's going to take you <laughs> like yeah. 80 hours to complete it. Nino yeah. Kuni? No, uh, but either way. Oh, God, I have to do all of Nino Kuni again. Are you all, are you all set with news? <laughs> I'm all set with news. I, I'm not allowed to too much of the time. Go ahead, no, Tristan. I'm sorry. Okay. It's all the time in the world. Um, so I've got, I've got two little pieces of news. That's fine. Excellent. Um, they put out new screenshots for Zelda Hyrule Warriors, which... Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah! I'm going to get a drink. Super duper hype. Bye, Is it done by Koei, or is it somebody else? It's um, the same guys who do Dynasty Warriors. So, so Koei. Yeah. Working with Nintendo. And Omega. Or Womega, or whatever it is. Yeah. Omega. Which should be kind of neat. Um, but the big piece of news... The news we've all been waiting for. That every last man, woman, and child has been crying out to have happen. Uh, Dan, when you're editing this, please make sure... Hey, Dan. Please throw us some fanfare. Also, if you can get some wolf job in there. A drum roll, maybe. Barry! Barry, put up some text. No. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Uh, but put up some fanfare here. Ladies and gentlemen. Fucking... Oh, and confirmed! We're finally getting our Ruby and Sapphire remakes! And I can't wait until people complain that there's too much water like they did when it originally came out. Sound those trumpets, ladies and gentlemen! Nintendo has come down from the mountain and come carrying with it two stone placards. Okay, talk about Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. Or it's the other way around, I can't remember, but it is the hypest shit to have come down from the mount of Nintendo in many a long, long day. I tried to derail the hype train. It didn't work. You can't derail the hype train. Hype train ain't got no brakes. There's no stopping the hype train. It's just going to blow all through. That's why it's got a cow catcher in the front. So if there's a cow on the track, it'll just cram right through it. I'm not even letting Dan speak. I'm just going to keep talking. TLDR. And that's why. TLDR, Ruby and Sapphire are being remade and put on the 3DS. Hells yeah. All right, what's the next piece of news? I think that was it. I think he said a couple. Yeah, I'd like to. Oh, okay. I like two pieces. Oh, um, what is it? Uh, Tomodachi Life keeps looking weirder. Isn't that great? When games just start looking weirder. <gasps> Watch Dogs! Yes! Oh, that's right. Uh, so, tomorrow, from when we're recording... Well, Tuesday, from when we're recording this, which is also whenever you're listening in. Um, wow. <laughs> Continue. Very I think big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. The whole sort of general mishmash. Yeah. Anyways, um, there I may actually be attending a midnight launch party for Watch Dogs. It depends on if I can get someone to trade ships with me because right now it's looking like the day before Watch Dogs comes out, I work till eleven, so I hang around for like an hour until the launch party. Then I hang out at the launch party for I don't know, maybe like an hour, forty-five minutes, an hour. Uh, then I drive home, so it's about two a.m. before I get home. Then I go to sleep. I wake up at 4 a.m. because I have to be back at work for 7. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually just bare my soul for a second here. I've been to three midnight launches. Halo 3. Did you ever have to work at 7 a.m. the next day? No, no, no. But <laughs> hear me out. Okay. I, I am dreadfully ashamed of this. I, I went to the Halo 3 midnight launch. That was my first. Okay. I went to Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I went to another midnight launch in between. I went to Modern Warfare 2 midnight launch. 
Wow. I worked, I worked that launch. Because I'm an idiot. Secret shame. I worked, I worked a few Call of Duty Midnight launches. I don't know why I went. Way back. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I was in line with all these people who were definitely Call of Duty players. Mm-hmm. Because just the way their manner of speaking. Uh, and Were they also all, all under the age of 13? No. They were, they were definitely teenagers, though. Like, high schoolers and, you know. Uh, and the first guy gets his copy, and of course he gets the, uh, the veteran edition, mm-hmm. which has the goggles, and they're all making fun of him. And I'm sitting here going, Ugh. You're all here for the same damn thing. You're here at midnight in a game store to buy a video game. He just happened to buy night vision goggles with his so he can see on his walk home. <laughs> and you're making fun of this person. <sighs> oh, I, I worked that minute lunch because I put them on and walked outside. Uh, I was working at Best Buy back in the day, back at that time. Also, Modern Warfare 2, the only 360 game I have ever traded in. Hmm. And to this day, I don't... Actually, to this day, I don't know whether I traded it in or I threw it out or I gave it to a friend that I didn't like. <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh, no, I actually remember something. Um, one more other piece of news. So, with almost no preparatory announcements or anything, Square Enix has released Drakengard 3 yeah, on PS3, not even on PS4. It doesn't look very good, like graphically, it looks kind of crappy. And it's all about basically magical girls and dragons, from what I've seen. Ah, that seems like it's in line with the rest of the series. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. We are talking about Drakengard, right? And not Hyperdimensional Neptunia or some shit? Oh, you know. It's <laughs> one way hat doesn't the other. Ugh. They're like the same thing, right? They're both Japanese? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You strange can't see what we're doing with our hand hands right now, yeah. but... Oh yeah. Very oh, yeah. Very strange hand, though. Let me just, just finish up. Just finish up. <laughs> there we go. There. There we go. Oh, God. That dragon's so this fucking is, hot. Wait, what? <laughs> this was a great day. And <laughs> <laughs> with that, I think the news. And, and this begins the 278th. Man, Japan is fucking weird meaning. Oh, God. So, when we come back, we are going to talk about Transistor, the second game from Supergiant, creators of Bastion. Stay tuned, everyone. Only if we win our lawsuit against the FBI.
we're back, and we're talking about Transistor, the sequel to, or the spiritual sequel, to Bastion from Supergiant Games on the PlayStation 4 PC, and is that it? Yep. It's not on the, it's not anything Microsoft They've announced that they may port it to other stuff later. Okay. So they may do a Mac version of it, they may do a portable version of it. A mobile version. version A portal version? What? Mobile version. Oh. Um, uh, Just to really quickly go into this, we are going to be spoiling the game. So this is really meant for people who have already played the game and want to talk about it. It is... Well, not people that want to talk about it, but people who want to hear us talk about it. People who want to hear us talk about it, or people who have already finished the game. If you don't want to be spoiled about Transistor, you don't want to keep listening. So, Spoilers! Spoilers! Boom. Sorry. Cool. Okay. So, Transistor... Is wow, this chair is really creaky. Sorry. Yes. Um, it has character, Tristan. Yes. It has character. Suffering builds character. Everybody. That's um, why I played Halo Four. So yeah, so Transistor is, is very, very much inspired by Bastion. You know, it's, it's sort of top down, not top down, but um, overhead. I guess would be the best word for it. There, there's a there's a proper term for it. Um, artsy fartsy. No, it's. Um, like anim, it's something like anamorphic or something like that. Uh, so I used to love those books. It's yeah. a particular you know angle and style of play that's basically the same as Bastion. Um, the game really feels like you're not thinking of the word roguelike, are you? No, no. there's a it's like anal anamorphic or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it definitely feels like it was designed specifically for the PS4. Um. Because well, so for example, the PS4, the DualShock, so the control for the PS4 has a light bar that is used for certain games to determine how close you are to the screen. Like if you have the camera, yep. for like depth perception yep. of it. Um, when so it flashes, like the, the light bar, the color of the light bar changes and flashes depending on uh, whether or not a character is speaking and the rate at which he is speaking. Okay. This also works on the PC version if you manage to hack your PS4 controller to hook up to the PC, apparently. Which probably shouldn't be too bad because I use my PS3 controller on the Mac. Yeah. Um, so it's something that's like built in there specifically for that controller. Okay. So it feels like it's made for it. Um, I will also say that uh, at least on the PS4 version, I'm not sure about the PC version, it drops you right fucking into it. There's no title screen. You start playing, and the first time you load it up, it's go, it immediately drops you into a new game. There is there is no splash screen. There's no title screen. There's no load to save game. You just go in, and it picks up right where you left off. Nice. Um, which, on the one hand, it was really disconcerting. Yeah. But I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold, whoa, hold on. Am I am I going to get to a splash screen? Nope. Game just keeps going. Uh, but it's also kind of nice because you don't really need that anymore. When you consider, when you consider like the ability to save almost anywhere, the uh, the pervasiveness of autosave, the fact that like a PS4 keeps all of your stuff contained within your profile, anyways. Yep. So you're my roommate, and you turn your your game off and go to sleep. I come in the room and turn on the PlayStation. What happens? So when you start with the PlayStation, there's two PS4. There's two things you can do. You can either have multiple user, uh, multiple profiles. 
Okay. So like, I can have mine, you can have yours, and our right. stuff remains separate, but together, sort of. Yeah, I'm speaking specifically about transistor and the way right. that. Yeah. Um. If so, if you start a transistor on yeah. my account, it just goes boom. This is where you left okay. off. If you start up on your account, it goes where you left off. Okay. On your account. Which is something that's that's been very common in gaming recently. Yeah. yeah. For a while now, yeah. actually. Uh, game saves tied to profiles. Like for instance, I can't load up. I can't load up Dan's save of game X when I'm right. signed in as me. Right. right. Which makes sense so that people don't overwrite your goddamn saves. Right. I was more concerned with just that was like, the shit that ended friendships. I was think. I was thinking more like if you know there was one profile and you you know two or three people wanted to play Transistor on that one file, but I guess the solution is just have a different profile. Right. Because you can just keep making profiles. Yep. Yeah. There's there's no way to like set multiple saves. And, and you don't need people. PlayStation Plus to play it. I guess I'm still old school. Uh, in my yeah, no, 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 like I said, save it, files. It, yeah, I definitely prefer that. Yeah. Well, like I said, it really disconcerted me the first time, too. But uh, after playing them, I'm like, yeah. you know, it doesn't really need this. Because right. uh, especially for, like, a PS4, which is primarily dominated by single-player games, right. as opposed to online multiplayer or right. uh, party games. Which I think is always how it's sort of been, how it's, how it's yeah. sort of, or how it's started to segment a little bit. Yeah, Xbox is what you play for, like, Twitch-based shooters or online shooters or stuff like that. Online games in general. Online anything. Because PlayStation Plus is not a good online service. Nintendo is what you play for party games. Yep. Yep. Or for good games. Yeah. We know that's not true, Dan. Stop. (laughs) And then PlayStation is what you play for, like, the single-player experience with maybe some online here or there. Um, It's... If you've played Bastion, you'll be pretty familiar with gameplay. Okay. Uh, so, like, you run around, stuff happens in real time, mm-hmm. except for a really big part. Um, there's this really cool ability called... called um, I'm not sure how they want it to be pronounced, but it's turn, open parentheses, close parentheses. Like, a, um, like, a, like the programming okay, yeah. code. Yeah. Um, or what happens when you do that, time stops... You can plan out your moves to a certain extent. Like Fallout 3, I think I was talking about. It's it's VATS! It's kind of like VATS, except VATS just lets you pick targets and assign attacks. This lets you move, use abilities, uh, lets you see the damage that's going to be dealt. It lets you build out the combos beforehand. And then when you instigate it, it does it immediately. Okay. Um, Like, you start moving at like a blistering pace to complete all this. Okay. Um... And then, but the other thing is that once you've used your turn ability, you have to wait until it recovers before you can use any attacks. Ah, okay. Unless you set it up so that you can use an attack while turn is recovering, which I will get to, because holy shit, this game has tactical levels. Um, and that, that I use it a lot. Because it's, it's unique to the game, and there's also a few abilities that are really hard to aim without. Is combat less of a focus as far as, like, throwing lots of enemies on the screen at one time, like Bastion? Is it more oh, God, no. Okay. There are... I will get to the enemies. Okay. Um, but it's set up It's set up not so much as, like, an exploratory slash real-time thing, as it is a... I mean, you can explore. There are different paths you can take and stuff like that. Um, but the encounters are set as specific encounters. So an encounter will be the same, whether you if you go back or not, if you do it again. Um, so like each each encounter is specifically planned out with different enemies and like different starting positions and stuff. So it's kind of like 
it's almost like a Final Fantasy Tactics game meets Bastion. Okay. Sort of. Cool. Um, and that one of the one things I said earlier is that you really have to play it again. Because when you do your second playthrough, you keep all of your stuff. Um, enemies are appropriately leveled up, but they are also... Each encounter is different okay. when you play through the second time. What they said, what, what uh, Supergiant said was, you know, we were experimenting with different ways of having the um, of having the encounters play out. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead of having, you know, like these three are brute, having it just be like four brutes in, in this one in this one area. Um, that's what the second playthrough is. Is you're seeing like the alternate ways that they saw to set up the encounters. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just holding, basically holding off on story for now. Um, Why? You don't have to. I don't have to, but I, I, I just want to keep kind of... You want to keep the flow of the gameplay and the actual game and then move to right. story? Um, Unless it affects one or the other. Right. Throughout the course of the game, you unlock limiters, which are... They're kind of like the... Um, Gods in Bastion, they make the game harder, but also like level you up a little faster. Um, there is a trophy for completing five encounters with all ten limiters on. Yeah, I tried to do one encounter with them on. It was fucking awful. <laughs> oh my! It was an early one too, like Final just, Fantasy Thirteen. Yes. Well, well, welcome. Well, Dan, you've you've played Bastion. Bad, you've played Bastion. Do you remember the the totems, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. There's stuff like enemies hit twice yeah. as hard, and enemies are temporarily invulnerable, yeah. and someone will ignore your shots. This is like that. Yeah. In a more tactical setting. Yeah. Yeah. Having all ten on is awful. So do your characters have less health? Like Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, you have a set 13. amount of health. Darn it. Yeah, uh, well, you, you can ex- extend it. And uh, health regenerates between encounters. Like Final Fantasy XIII. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of hit each encounter fresh. So like I said, you can kind of go back and change your layout and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is it anything like... I mean, I'm probably way off base. Is it anything like the XCOM style? Where you can sort of queue up things to happen when certain things happen. Not really. Oh, okay. Not really. It, it's more. It's, it's more, more like real bats. time than that. It's more like that. Sounds like right. Okay. So here's where the tactical element comes in. So you've got three things. You've got active abilities. Mm-hmm. You've got upgrades for those active abilities, and you've got passive abilities. And no upgrades for the passive abilities. <laughs> right. A passive ability is basically an upgrade for you. You can help. You can unlock two upgrade slots for every active ability. You can have up to four active abilities. There are like Final Fantasy thirteen. Um, how many are there? Like twenty or so abilities in the yeah. game. Okay, and you can pick four. Well, no. Each ability can be used as either an active ability, an uh, upgrade, or a passive ability, and uh, each one is different depending on what it does. But each one has kind of its own separate thing. Right. And you you never have enough resources to use all of them at once, so you're always sort of picking and choosing. Right. Final Fantasy Thirteen. Every ability. <laughs> I'm gonna reach on over and. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just I'm just you know playing Dan for the day. I'm getting a roundhouse for a second. I'm getting ready for a roundhouse myself. <laughs> Every ability 
can be used as one of these three things, does something differently to fully unlock the story behind each ability. You have to use each ability as one of those three yeah. in in a different encounter. Okay. Oh, God. What the hell and is that? And they each have unique ways of affecting others. Yeah. There is a... Re- Ridiculous amount of combinations in here. Um, so, for example, so like one of the first abilities you get is called Crash. At, as a basic attack, is like a basic melee attack that stuns and weakens your enemies. Okay. So, if you whack an opponent with it and then hit them with another attack, that other attack is more powerful because you weaken their defenses. Right. If you use it as an upgrade, if you use it as an upgrade, it adds that effect to most other abilities, except for abilities that don't damage the opponent, in which case it does something different. If you use it as a passive upgrade, it re- prevents you from getting slowed or stopped, and it also increases your um, damage resistance. Okay. So you take less damage right. when something gets hurt. There's another ability, which is it's called Jaunt, and it's like a quick forward dash. dash. Like Blink in uh, Dishonored. Yeah, same idea, of. and it move except that unlike Dishonored, it moves you through things. So it's more like a short range teleport. Yeah. So you can use it to move through obstacles rather than trying to get around it. it that is, is used as an active ability. Okay. If you use it as a passive, you recover from using turn more quickly because it okay. speeds you up. If you use it as a upgrade. It does lots of wacky stuff, but usually what it does is it lets you use that ability while turn is recovering. Okay. That's kind of crazy enough, right? Okay, yeah. Once you've beaten the game and you go through a second playthrough, you start earning multiples of these abilities. So, like, I have Jaunt twice. So I can use Jaunt as an ability, I can then use it to upgrade another ability, so I can use it while Turn is recovering, or I can use it as a passive to make Turn recover, or I can upgrade Jaunt with itself. Each of which has its own unique change. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> yeah! Um, what's your favorite combo that you like to use? Okay. I actually posted a video what's, of or this. Or should I say, what's your shock wrench? <laughs> My shock wrench in this yeah. is... Okay. I get it. So, my the combo I found that does the most damage that I've been able to pump out is this ability called uh, Mask. Or what it does is it turns you temporarily in, invisible, and your next move is powered up. Mm-hmm. I have an attachment, I have an upgrade to that, that when I go into Mask, damages things nearby me. I have Crush... Uh, a crash, which damages stuff and then leaves it open for an extra wound. Um, I also have an upgrade on that that lets it recover a little faster and increases its overall damage. Mm -hmm. I also have a passive that increases the damage of all of my abilities. And then I have Cull, which is the single most, like, damaging ability in the game, but is really slow. I have that upgrade to do way more damage and to have a wide area of effect. So my combo is this, is to it's use turn, so I can plan this all out, run up to something, hit it in the face with, with crash to, to start damaging it and make it vulnerable. Yeah. Mask, so that the, the mask basic effect wounds it yeah. because I, use, I had that upgrade. Yeah. Move up behind it and then hit it in the fucking back of the neck with call. So it gives me 
the unmask bonus from using mask. Yeah. It gives me the combo bonus from using crash, and it gives me a backstab damage bonus because I hit him from behind, yeah. doing about oh a thousand damage per target. And because I have crash set to do an area of effect, you mean call call? I have yeah. call to do an area of effect. I can usually hit about like maybe three or four enemies with it. Bless you. That combo is enough to take out most anything yeah. in one hit, in one combo, and it does area of effect damage, which is nice. That sweet ass combo is not enough with all ten limiters on. I don't know what it wants me to do. I have this combo that is. Cr- there's a um, it wants you to die, Mister Bond. There's an achievement, a trophy for doing. Uh, 2,048 damage in a turn. Using that combo... So that, that's, a, that's a silver achievement. And that's yeah. the highest achievement for doing damage in a single turn. Or, or trophy or achievement or what have you. For doing single damage in a single turn. I've been able to do 4,000 damage in a single turn. And it's not enough with all the limiters on. <laughs> it's just not enough. Um, yeah. So... What were you going to say? I don't even remember. I have no idea. Was it going to be... Like, so there's, I was going to say, say, maybe just like Final Fantasy thirteen, but it wasn't. Yeah. So there's a ridiculous level of customization, yes. build-out, experimentation, and planning in, yeah. into like even the most like one-on-one fights. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That seems like a lot of fun. Um... And when you when you uh, upgrade an ability with itself, it's like if I use double jaunt, yeah. it does one of two things. It either makes that ability more, mm-hmm. just plain more, yeah. or it tweaks it in a unique way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, when I do, there's another ability that is a bounce okay. shot. So when you fire it, it hits one enemy, bounces off of them, and it has a specific range and yeah. a number of bounces. Yeah. And each bounce does a little less damage. Right. But it's great for taking out like a bunch of enemies. You can just boop, right. boop, boop. If I upgrade that with itself, it ups the damage, it ups the overall range, it ups the number of bounces, mm-hmm. and it update, upgrades the range. Each bounce can go. Okay. Or if I do jaunt... Um, oh, crap. What is jaunt with jaunt? I think it's like... I think if I upgrade jaunt with jaunt, it uses like no time... It uses up like none of my planning time in turn okay. or something like that. Okay. So you can just jaunt as much as you want, yep. which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do these abilities as many times as you want when you're in turn? You have a set amount okay. of potential in okay. turn. And different abilities use different amounts of, right. of that potential. So cull, you can do like maybe two culls and then boom, your turn is over. Now, is that the only way you can fight, though? Or can you no. just... Okay, you, you can, can also run around in real time and use abilities on people. Okay. Um, which, for some fights, I'm trying to think, maybe actually be a little easier. Um, but like I said, is that there are a lot of abilities that are really hard to aim mm-hmm. in this. Right. So and being able to plan it is easier. Being able to plan it... Well, and there are also some that, if you just hit them as an active ability, they just do... Mm-hmm. But they don't go to like their full range, or right. Um, also, enemies in this game hit really fucking hard. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's a much more difficult game, enemy per enemy basis. Yes, because um, of all the, because of all the technicality, because right. of all the, the planning you do. There are 
there are about ten different enemy types in the game. Mm-hmm. Each one has multiple levels, mm-hmm. and they level up as you go on. Mm-hmm. So they'll get up to, like, level three. Yeah. And their level ups are kind of on par with upgrading one of your abilities. Right. Um, enemies start off kind of annoying mm-hmm. and get up to be a pain in the ass mm-hmm. by level three. Mm-hmm. Um, there are these, there's enemies, uh, they're basically like cameras or observers or something like that. Uh, it's, I'm just really late. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, at the first level, they're not, they're not too bad. Um, they, you know, they, they take some, sh- they shoot at you, um, they can cover, they can block your view, like, by, by flashing yeah. their strobes at you, right. your vision. At level three, they create a, in turn, they create a cone, like a sphere around them, that you cannot see into. There'll be, there'll be matches where you'll have, like, six of them, and they'll space themselves out around you, because they're designed to keep a certain distance from you. So you activate turn, and you literally can't see anything around you mm-hmm. because of them. So you have to like either try and dash to see where they are, or blind fire into it during a turn, which is fucking annoying as shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. I almost like said that. it again, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Final Fantasy Thirteen. Well, that was fucking cool. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is that kind of the combat? Sounds like otherwise it's kind of similar to Bastion. Right. Right. So it's, it's, like I said, it's like Bastion collided with a Final yeah. Fantasy Tactics game. Yeah. Just like Final Fantasy Thirteen. One of these days. On, onto the story. Onto the story. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want to hear about. Yeah. I really want to hear about the story. Yeah. All right. So, Transistor is, so like I said, it, really, it drops you right in. Mm-hmm. And you're As you kind said. of... And you're kind of, like, discovering all this as you go. Um, okay. The... I can't think of a good way to do this chronologically through the way the game goes. So I'm just going to go chronologically anyways. Okay. So the game takes place in this city called Cloudbank. Um, it's a very Bastion-esque name, huh? Very yeah. Bastion-esque name. Very. And it is a city that is constantly changing. And it's governed by poles and sort of the vox populi. Okay. So, but like, where almost anything is fucking possible. Wait, why are they? Why are the assholes from Bioshock Infinite in here? Well, vox populi I just mean voice of the people, the original yeah. tournament. Yeah. I know. I'm, um, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's being giving you a hard time. Yeah. So, so for example, early on, uh, you come across these message boards. That's like, the, oh so god, message this, boards. This is the current weather. Well, they're like they're like news bulletins. Oh, okay. Uh, where people say. can post replies to stuff and like comments on message news boards are stuff. awful. Yeah. Um, oh no! Take it out of my video game. Where it'll be like, this has been the weather for the past five days. Please vote on what you want the weather to be. Yeah. And it'll be sunny and breezy with, uh, like sunny with slight clouds and a cool breeze. And your votes or, for rain or overcast and. Uh no. You can vote, and it's like, nope, this is not the winning vote. You like so, like for example, if you vote for clear skies, they're like, yep, that one won again. It always wins again. Yeah. Um, you can vote on what color you want the sky to be. Puce. 
Is this with against other players, or is this um, just with in your game? Within the, within the game. Okay. Well, um, it's, it's no, it's not online at all. It, right. it oh, wouldn't work. It wouldn't work being online. Nope. Because there's no, no way to but, manage saves. But that's the idea: is that like everything in the city is controllable and changeable. Yeah. Um, Except whether or not that chick at the bar goes out with you. Am yeah. I right, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Travis Touchdown. Man, the shit he had to go through. Anyways. Um, Eagle Eye Smith? Anyways. <laughs> um, okay, here's the big secret that they don't actually come out and tell you, but is very strongly hinted, is that actually this whole city lives inside a computer program. Right. And that all the people are just computer programs. Right. It's basically, surprise, it's actually Tron the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like Tron. It kind of had that vibe. Or the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and there there are some very, very influential people whose voices are, carry more weight than others. So like James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Right. That's the way to think of it. Um... So you know there 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 are these people that are like cele- you know celebrities who their opinions get sway vast portions of the crowd. There's a there's a secretive group of four people called the Camarada who form up because they love this city and they're but they are sick of seeing it always changing and not having any sort of permanence. And so they sort of band together and hatch this sort of scheme to to gain more influence than their four voices alone would normally have. Right. And they develop this thing called the transistor. Okay. What the transistor does is basically if you kill someone with the transistor, they're what's a good word for it? Their soul. Sort of. Their computer soul. Essence. They're like programming source. Yeah. Peanut butter. Gets pulled into it. Okay. And which is, so actually all those abilities you've been gaining are actually people. Right. That have been pulled into the transistor. <laughs> it's people! It's people! So here's the thing, though. Because I wanted to give you one of you guys the, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The glory. So each so each person who gets absorbed into the transistor adds a new function to the transistor, and that function is based on who they are. Yeah. And sort of inspired by that. Right. And as you learn, as you use it, you learn about each person. Right. Their background. Yeah. What uh you know, sort of what they were getting into. Yeah. And what happened when they disappeared. Interesting. So the camarada starts making these famous people start disappearing, like one at a time. Mm-hmm. And they get start getting pulled into the transistor. Like Malaysian flight, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You, you play as Red, who is a who, who's a singer. Oh my god, Red! More Pokemon references. Oh. Smack. <laughs> um. Does he have a hood? No. And what? it's also a check. She. Yeah. Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Duh. You said he. Does he have a hood? I believe you used the male pronoun there. Anyways. It was an accident, I swear. Anyways. Um, during So after one of Red's performances, the, the camarada show up with the transistor and try to stab her with it. 
to, to pull her in. Yeah. Um, when someone who they didn't expect gets in the way and takes the transistor right in the gut for her. They then go both go falling out of a window with the transistor on it. Yeah. Um, during during this, they s- sort of start the process yeah. with Red. Mm-hmm. So she, her her soul slash base code is so much damaged, and she loses the ability to speak. Okay. As a singer, which is awful. Taking that away from her. Trust me. Um, Trust me. It's awful. Yeah. Trust me. I played Final Fantasy well, no, no. thirteen. She is voiced. Uh, she is voiced, and all of her singing parts are voiced by the same player who, uh, same woman who voiced Ariel uh, from no, The Little Mermaid, Zia in Bastion. <laughs> it's just the same storyline as The Little Mermaid. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> she loses her voice to get legs so she can get married and have lots of chubby build- children and die in five years. I was going with the Disney wow. version. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't get married in the real version. No. No, the she real walks version in... is much, much, much more depressing. She walks around, bleeds everywhere, and then dies. Yeah. Yep, and becomes from. Anyways. Um, so Red pulls the transistor yeah. out of him, and he's now in there. And yeah. he becomes sort of the voice of the transistor and sort okay. of the overall voice of the game. Right, the narrator. Right, like like from Bastion, because the main character doesn't really speak. Um, and so Kid just kind of raged a bit. So when he speaks, Red the transistor flashes and the light bar flashes oh, cool. as he's speaking, which is kind of cool. So like your your DualShock Four controller kind of becomes your transistor and flashes and speaks. And, yep. you know, well, that's stuff. that's interesting. I I I'd be worried that the flashing light would get annoying after a while, though. Well, no, because it's on the front, so you don't usually see it, except like flashing against your hands. Yeah, it's like you're. That's the kind of thing, though, that would drive me nuts. Because I'm, I'm, I'm one I, of those people who I looks only, at corners. Dude, I only noticed, uh, like, three-fourths of the way through. Yeah. I was like, why does my, why does my DualShock, like, keep changing color? And my head actually started speaking. and started flashing to the speaker. I'm like, oh! <laughs> that's what it's doing! Um, I, kept, I kept thinking my DualShock kept running out of power. <laughs> so I kept, oh, like, breaking it in. Things, like, oh, jeez. Back those things suck. Man. That's what I thought. Um... You can also have the DualShock 4 controller has a built-in microphone that's actually a little better than the Wii microphone. Well, I sure hope so. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> uh, so I chose to have his voice come out of there, too. God, so, it's, so it's really kind of like your DualShock 4. It's a transistor. Um, now, the Camarada have also been using this thing called the process. Uh, so what they're trying to do is they're basically trying to... Man, these... these... Buzzwords that this game keeps using. Yeah, it's just like it's Halo all the over process, again. It's the process. The it's transistor. It's Halo all over again. I'm the camarada. You. The Vox popular. Wait a minute, that was his. Yeah. yeah. Um. So basically, what what they're trying to do is they're trying to collect, um, like take care of the mo- you know silence, muffle, and to sort of take advantage of the most influential voices in the city. Right. And then sort of engineer this emergency. Mm-hmm. To allow them to sort of take control. Okay. So then they can bring some some semblance of like permanency right. to the city, rather than having being the randomly ch- always changing chaotic mess that it is right. currently. Right. Problem is, they need the transistor to keep the process in line. And Red has the transistor. And Red now has the transistor, so the process starts kind of going out of control, and they start changing everything. Into more process. 
Um, so, so the city starts evacuating itself. The process starts taking over. Anyone they can catch, they start converting into more parts of the process right. as they just start like just multiplying and growing yep. and expanding. And uh, and there are some really big things in the process. Like there's some uh, there's one thing you fight called the spine. Because that's pretty much all you see of it. Mm-hmm. It is huge, and it uh, it has this really great buildup where you hear it, and then you sort of see it in the background, like a quick little glimpse of it in shadow, like moving. Yeah, and you're going up and up and up and up and up at this tower, and every and stuff starts shaking and falling apart, and you yeah. see a little bit more of it. And it builds up, and you end up. Oh man, it, it just ends up being this huge thing that you eventually. That of course you end up going into yeah. to kill mm-hmm. because it's a video game. You have to have it inside the monster level. That's why. That's why they have the inside the monster level uh, tile set in RPG Maker because that just happens all the fucking all time. The time <laughs> um, happened in Gears of War. It's so fun. Yeah, it's, and like every one, right? Or just just the one? Just two? I think it was just two. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. But it's just like I find that hilarious that in RPG Maker there are like five tile sets total. It's town, mm-hmm. forest, beach, cave, inside of a monster. <laughs> there is also a beach area. Yeah. Uh, what you do, you can find these little like programming back yeah. doors. Yeah. When you go into them, it takes you to this sort of like rest area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a nice sandy beach. You've got a hammock. Nice view of the ocean. Mm-hmm. You've got a uh, music player so you can. Like, unlock tracks and play the tra- music tracks and stuff like that. There's a ball Bless you can you. bounce. And it keeps track of how many times you bounced it throughout the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Just silly stuff. Yeah. Um, they're like, also, the, like the stats in Portal 2 for a co-op. Right. Yeah. right. Um, there, are, there are also test rooms that you can unlock. <laughs> just, like, just like Portal. <laughs> well, so test rooms are set challenges. Okay. So, like, it's like using these abilities... Defeat these enemies within this time frame. Okay. Or defeat all these enemies using these abilities in one turn. Nice. Which I'm actually really good at. Those I'm really good at. Uh, the time ones I... And your modest guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. The time ones I'm god-awful at. I'm stuck on, like, the third one. Um, once you beat the game, there are also uh, agent tests. Yeah. Where you fight yourself. Who has her own different loadout of abilities, yeah. and who can use turn against you? Yeah, nice. <laughs> she can turn against you. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <gasps> so, you're, so you're going, and you're like, oh, "Cool, I'm gonna wrap it." <laughs> oh shit! Everything stopped. Oh crap! She activated turn. This is gonna hurt. And then you have to sit there while whoop, moves activates ability, moves activates ability. You're like, "Oh crap!" These all sound like things that would have been way more fun online. The voting system in the town. Yeah, but against yourself. yeah, that's NPC stuff, though. Yeah. Right, but it, it sounds like it'd be more fun. On it'd be kind of interesting. On no, it wouldn't. Um, oh, oh, one thing. One thing I forgot. I forgot to mention. So when when you are in a encounter mm-hmm. and you run out of health, yep. you haven't. You can do an emergency turn. Okay. So you're at like a sliver of health, and you get an emergency action. Mm-hmm. So you can sort of like move out of the way. Do that. Mm-hmm. If you are brought to your health while turn is recovering. You lose control. Uh, you lose access to one of your active abilities and all of its upgrades. Oh wow! So you get to keep going until you get to a certain number of checkpoints. 
So that that ability is then like closed off to you for a certain amount of time. But if you die, if you lose that again, you lose another one. The ability slot or the ability itself? The ability slot. Well, the, well, the ability itself within that slot. So as you keep losing, your options right. keep decreasing. Um, so it gets kind of more and more uh, tenuous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the limiters you can get means that instead of losing one of those each time... You lose two. Yeah. So that's half of your abilities just gone. Yeah. And they take longer to recover. Yeah. There's another limiter where if you uninstall a process or a function, it overloads like that and you can't use it again until a certain number of abilities. Wow. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, there are some mean limiters. Um, nice. But carry on with the story. As, as you go on. Um, so you end up sort of trying to make it out of the city, hunting down the Camarada, because you got to try to stop them, because they're coming after you, and they're sticking everything on you. Um, but as you go on, it gets more and more obvious that the process is running out of control. Yep. And you end up at basically kind of joining forces with the Camarada right. to try and fix everything. To fix what they started, the right. process. That's kind of the big twist, is... Okay is you learn kind of the background behind the camarada who start off just these bad guys who you don't know why they came after you. Yep. You start learning why they were doing all this and how it's gotten out of control and they become a bit more... Emp- uh, you got it right. Empathetic? Empathetic, Empathetic. yeah. Um, and ultimately your, your end goal is you need to get the transistor back to the guy who developed it. So you can use it to lock down the process and put everything right. sort of undo the damage um the pro- the problem is that he's got his own little agenda mm-hmm. and he also has his own transistor <laughs> that he's been working on yeah um so so the end fight is the two of you get pulled into the transistor mm-hmm. while you're resetting everything yeah and only one of you can get out and that's the first time you fight someone else who can use turn. Who can use turn? Mm-hmm. Besides um, the challenge, right? right but the challenges the are after you beat the game. Right. All right. So all of a sudden you're like, "Well, wait." He has a. And then you activate turn. You're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Um, and same thing is as you start beating him, he starts losing his abilities. Yep. But he can keep going. Right. And so, it, and it's set up so that he his AI is really good. Mm-hmm. Um. So you almost you're always kind of keeping like trying to keep one step ahead of him yep. or one ability ahead of him as you as your options get fewer and fewer and fewer. Um, and I'm I'm skipping stuff. I'm yeah, it's fine. You know, get um, the main points I'm not and... talking about characters' names or yeah, it's fine. There. Um, but it seems like a good little story. How long is the game? Uh, how long did you find it to be? It depends. I. Haven't looked at exactly how okay. long I played it. Um, it's a sort of th- short. Yeah, was short. It is a shorter game. Um, it's the sort of thing you can. So I cleared it first time through, and I've gotten a bit of the way through my second playthrough in two days. Yeah, doing other stuff too. Right. Um. So it does. It's not a. Well, like I said, you want to play through it again after you've gone through the first time because 
you'll still have levels to gain, you'll still have stuff to unlock, and you'll have the new harder encounters to right. go through as well. Um, that seems like a nice little little indie game. Yeah, it, for... it's it's twenty bucks. Ooh. It's twenty Which bucks. Which in this day and age is kind of I'm almost ashamed to one set that, but I kind of do. Because so much is free and so much is $5. Right. But. Well, it also just came out. Yeah, that's true. So it's the sort of thing that will probably be on yeah. sale on PSN at some point soon. Or... Minecraft is 20 bucks free, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, it, it, like, yeah, so if you, if you just cr- sort of power through the storyline, mm-hmm. it's not very long. Right. But if you take the time to, you know, enjoy the music, work on getting, like, all the stuff unlocked, mm-hmm. all the backstories for all the functions unlocked, do some of the tests, stuff like that... You'll get a lot more out of it. Um, should I talk about the very, 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 very end? Yeah. Yeah, it's a spoiler cast. Why not? Okay. So after you beat the last member of the Camarada, and you pull out of the transistor, <laughs> basically you're the only thing... Dan's 12. Yeah. Dan's 12. You're basically the only thing left in the city yeah. that hasn't been overtaken by the process. Mm-hmm. But because of that, you're also the only thing in the city. Right. So you have... Total you control. are the only one voting on anything. anything. Yeah. Um, so basically, Red starts bringing everything back, yeah. undoing everything the process has done, and winds back to where everything began. Uh, which That's the whole point. Is everything sort of loops back. Very Bastion-esque. Very Bastion-esque. Um, and she gets back and she recreates uh, the corpse of her uh, friend of her friend and he's like you know that's that's still not me it'll never be me it's just gonna be another right. dead body and she li- sits down next to it and he goes wait Red what are you doing and she stabs herself with the transistor so they can be together inside of it. Because all along he was actually her secret lover. Yeah. And then as the credits are rolling, you see all these scenes of like their of like their live and times right. and um and throughout throughout the course of it, you know, they're talking you know, yeah. he's talking yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah. She eventually starts responding by just typing into the uh, message terminals. Oh nice. She's like, wait a minute, I can just type and he can see it. Yeah. She so starts typing stuff out, deleting it, yeah. typing new things. Um, the scene where you go back to your, where you order delivery yeah. <laughs> early on, yeah. you eventually make your way back to your apartment and it's sitting there. Nice. Like, take a load off, eat some pizza nice. and you can pick and choose which one you get. Mm-hmm. And there are, there's a different sort of, uh, art scene mm-hmm. for each one you pick. So yeah. the first time I picked, I picked the, uh, mystery yep. flatbread uh. and they're like, they're like, there's like a tentacle, like a little tentacle piece on it, like a bit of fruit. It was like. Nice. Um, so as that's all going on, you're talking, you're sort of gaining. You know, it's like, oh, there, there's something between these two. Sort of like a, a Last of Us, Joel and Ellie sort of dynamic, different way because they're not lovers, obviously in Last of Us, but the same sort of well, camaraderie. More, except they're, yeah, it, it feels kind of more like they were almost exes. Okay, who stayed really close. Right. I'm just, I'm, sort of. more, I'm just talking more about the dynamic of the game. Right, right. Obviously, Joel and Helly aren't lovers. Oh, God. I'm sure it's on the internet. But, okay, but, but, guys, uh, guys. <laughs> Joel and Ellie is not an acceptable cosplay for couples. Putting that out there right now. Um, Anyways. 
That that's that's great. It seems like a lot of fun. It brings me to this segment of hype and gripe, which is oh no, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> I wanted to pick. I feel like I've picked hype and gripe lately, and it's been very counter, sort of counter hype and gripe. It's been it's been both of you having to stretch your limits to go in favor of the thing that you do not want to be in favor of. So I'm going to throw it around this time, and uh, the hype and gripe this this time around is Sony is for the gamers. And indie titles and their backing of indie titles, like Transistor and like all the other indie titles mm-hmm. that they talked about prior to launching the PS4, are proof of this. Hmm. Intriguing. <laughs> Whoever wants to start can go. Well, ahead. I what's well, I haven't really looked at yeah. the Xbox yeah. lineup of like indie or arcade titles. There's not much. There's not much. Um. Both PS4 and Xbox are have kind of these barren gamescapes, yeah. but it's definitely feeling like, at least for now, at least that the PS4 does have a bit more in the way of indie titles, right. at least to start off with. Um, well, that, was and of, I think, that was one of the big pushes. That's why I brought it up, right? One and it definitely feels like that's kind of where because because all the like except for Titanfall, all of the big name releases are you know for everything. You know, like, everything these days is, right now, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, and PC. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's no sort of exclusivity, like I said, except for, like, Titanfall. And Dead Rising. But True. that's, like, a and Rise. title. Yeah. So, the games that are the... Rise the, is just a launch, though. And Infamous, right. I guess. Right. The mainstay... Well, and it seems like the sort of mainstay exclusives, or, like, the AAA exclusives... Or games that a lot of people don't really like or haven't been all that great. Um, so it seems like where Sony's definitely trying to kind of make their mark and get the exclusives is definitely on the indie stuff. The problem with this situation is, and I believe that this is true, I think what happened is Microsoft has had a a hard line towards indie games for a long time. Yep. And I believe that they're justified in that because of some of the uh, the shit that's been going down in the gaming industry. Uh, for instance, Nintendo stopped uh, oh, giving out the, the seal of quality and start giving out the Nintendo seal. And yep. we, were, we were given scads upon scads of shovelware. Yep. And Microsoft, it's Microsoft's prerogative to make sure well, people are satisfied with their experience, with their product. And to just give carte blanche to any indie title that is going is just... Well, I totally agree. That yeah. Not regulating indie titles is a great way to fill your games library with utter crap. No. And let's not talk about... We're not here right now to talk about Nintendo's yeah. stance on third-party development and the problems they're in. Um... But I, I, it feels to me that that the indie scene is where Sony has decided to really push. Yeah, and the reason they're doing that is not because they're for the gamers. It's not. I, I'm I so tired but of they this. They say they're for the gamers. Yes, and you, they. You don't. You don't mean Sony would lie to us, do you? Patrick? All all gaming. <laughs> You're hype. You get back. You get on that train. All all gaming companies lie. It's actually all companies lie because it's in their best interest to do so. You are trying to sell a product. 
And when you're trying to sell a product, you do what you believe is in the best interest of that product. If you are doing well, you can afford to be a little bit more selective about how you go about selling your product instead of whoring yourself out to anybody who is willing to pay a shilling. On the other hand, though, when you look at how crap some AAA titles have been... Maybe doing focusing on indie games and is help but is that's, making a better. But they're not focusing on indie games. The indie games are going to them because Microsoft is shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly. No, because Microsoft is making enough money that they can afford to be picky. Whereas Sony is like, oh, you know what? I'm going to spread my legs nice and wide for all of you. Sony is just—they're just letting everybody in. Right. They they just anybody anybody who wants a piece of Sony can get a piece of Sony because Sony knows that it has no choice. And the problem mm-hmm. with Sony not having no choice is because it is ultimately creating a really stupid competition where it's not about quality anymore. It's more about who can get the most. On the other hand, though, by allowing more stuff in, there's less of a chance of a really good sort of sleeper hit indie title. Not making it on and not seeing, not seeing the light of day. I mean, I just look at some of the stuff that's been greenlit on Steam recently. Well, like, greenlit is a is a travesty anyway. Greenlit is a travesty, but it brought us Goat Simulator. Yeah, but like, that was like Goat Simulator is fantastic. But it's not something that would work on 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 a console. It's it's something. It's it's a PC game that it, it's. I, I don't I don't imagine Goat Simulator being a console game. I just don't. It's it, it actually. It's it's a physics. It's a physics. Uh, yeah. it's a physics um, I can't I, I, believe I'm this thinking, conversation veered into goat simulator. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a physics. Um, blood for the blood goat. <laughs> it's a it's a physics, physics romp. Yeah, it, it, and it's just it's a it's silly. At its core, it's a toy. Yeah, and it's just consoles well, just don't aren't built for that unless you go to the the 360 indie game development kit that is a piece of shit and you what is it baby makers extreme where you fire the baby across the screen it's like it, it's ultimately it's something that it just i mean you pick up how much is gold simulator going for like 5 bucks let me check i can check it out cuz yeah. i mean it's 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 the same thing as little inferno it's a very cool toy and you, it, you get Mike as much enjoyment as you get out of it. It's not something that a console can afford to do. A console needs to have something that actually grabs people. Right. You well, you need you definitely need some some big name games to yeah. pull people towards your console. And the reason why big name games are floundering right now is because of development cycles. Mm-hmm. And the problem with development cycles is that everybody wants faster, faster, bigger, 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 bigger faster, and faster, and better looking, and we want. Stories that are going to shake the foundations of your soul and just going to do everything right. Moral choices, everything. Let's do it all at once. And the reason why indie games are succeeding is because they're not trying to do that. Yeah. And you can get these little artsy titles like The Unfinished Swan, which yeah, was okay. It's artsy and everything. And Journey, which is artsy and everything. And Flower. Well, pretty much everything by that game company. Yeah, it's like oh, these sorry. artsy <laughs> titles are, are are flourishing just because of what the dev cycles have done to the AAA games. Yeah, which and is it, why we're seeing all this stuff now yeah. that is Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox yeah. One, and PC. It's because all yeah. these games have had these crazy-ass development cycles yeah. and then... Uh, Microsoft and Sony were like, "Hey guys, and we're, and new we're, consoles." And where Microsoft like, has made the mistake 
is they threw their hat in with the AAA games a long time ago, made their money, and now the AAA games have gotten to the point where they've become too big. Yep. And if one of them fails... Yeah. And, and for instance... uh, Oh, God. What was... uh, There was... uh, That was that AAA... uh, Too Human was a big one. Yeah. That was was a big, big... Flop. Yeah, but there was a there was a recent one too that was just everybody was excited. You know, Brink was another one. Yep. Uh, it's just and but Microsoft was making money on other AAA titles anyway, and it's the same thing with the in the but they they got burned and they saw that they were getting burned by these titles that were there, but you know they weren't up to quality, so they started having the quality control yep. and they became very stringent, very strict. You know we don't. You know we don't. We're not going to accept a patch unless you test it, uh, which I'm all for. I don't want to get a patch that's buggy. Yeah, you don't want a patch that breaks the game. Yeah, which happened in Modern Warfare Two anyway. Yep. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, AAA gaming has gotten to the point where okay, so if this next Call of Duty doesn't sell like 30 million copies like they all do, yeah, it's a failure. No, no, it's not just a failure. It is a massive blow to everyone involved, right? Because the the like the dev cost of these AAA games yeah. is in like the hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Yeah. So the it's, developers get canned, the publishers get canned, Activision gets gets canned. Yeah, a lot of these... Xbox gets canned because their systems aren't selling like they used to year after year. Because called Rhode Island lends out millions of dollars to Kurt Schilling. Rhode Island loans yeah. money to Activision. Activision goes under. Right. Well, no, that's no. You you laugh, but a lot yeah. of these developers are one f- major flop away from having to close. Yep. And then there were some developers like Bioware that have already had three strikes and they're still going. Yep. They've had they had Old Republic and the ending of Mass Effect Three and, and Dragon the Age Two. Of Mass yep. 3. And the the ending of Mass Effect Three that they then basically said it's art. It's like, but it's it's a no. different kind of art, and it's still not good. There's, um, you, like, uh, as a comedian once said, video games are a very strange form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're listening to a CD, and halfway through it asks you to repeat the lyrics back verbatim, and if you get it wrong, it says you can't listen to the CD anymore. It's... Yeah. Or you're looking at a piece of art in an art gallery and you tilt your head to the side to get a different angle at it and the artist slaps you in the face with a cricket bat and says, no, you're looking at it wrong. You no. look at it, you tilt your head to a different angle and your head gets shot off because you didn't see the sniper. But, like, ultimately it's for the consumer and, you know, it's become, it's become this situation where Microsoft is trying to protect itself but by protecting itself it's upsetting the consumer and by upsetting the consumer they're not they're, protecting themselves. they're they're unprotecting themselves by you know taking off the connect and it's this vicious cycle and Sony's doing the same thing yep. they they had a tremendous financial problems at the end of this console generation because all they had were indie games because ultimately indie games very pretty very nice very artsy don't make you a ton of money nope uh, but the big question really is Whose fault is this? Is it the developers, or is it ultimately ours? I not necessarily us three, but the consumer as a whole. I think I, I, it's definitely the consumer, and I'll tell you why. It has come to the point where the internet has become the mouthpiece for the loudest idiots that can that can get their hands on it. Well, except you, except that everyone hates Call of Duty, but Call of Duty still fucking sells because because the. 
they don't talk about it. The people that buy it just buy it. Yeah. They don't think about it. It's it's the so bro, we gotta buy the new Madden. They don't even talk about it. No. They just buy it. Yep. It's it's peer pressure at its highest form. And it's and on the as far as you know, lampooning things on the internet and just complaining about it and why isn't this out and why isn't it? That's what the developers have to deal with. And eventually, they're going to snap like Phil Fish. Yeah, I, I liken a lot of what's happening here to just digital in general. It's ironic because I'm saying this through a, a USB microphone plugged into my three thousand dollar laptop, which is going to then be posted on the internet and streamed for everybody to hear. But it really is what is kind of ruining everything, not just gaming. And We want it now. We want it yesterday. We want it now. We want it yesterday, which is why we have beta and alpha games being playable. Or, yeah. or marketed, paid marketed, for alpha. Marketed as playable, paid for alpha. But and it, beta, uh, Hearthstone, yeah. buying things in yeah, the game. Buying things in yep. the game, yep. Um, but what I think it really comes down to is you're, we really lose a lot of what was so special way back when you can just go and download something for free. When you have all of these indie developers making these games um, and kind of taking this, these like bigger pieces of pie from these larger developers and making it a viable, you know, media first media just download indie games and yeah. there are a thousand games released every second. You know, it's just like yeah. it's so and much. And then you of have it. games like Metal Gear Ground Zero, which is, a, if anything, just a chapter and it costs you full price. I think about like. Um, I always think about like, and it, we're actually we're actually a fortunate generation, I think, and we're fortunate because we all got to see the, the decline. Like yep. kids in this generation, the next generation of gamers who are, who are kind Stop of stop making me feel old. Raised with <laughs> raised with Call of Duty. No, but really, like you remember in our day, like like I remember, like I remember when Call of Duty was good. I remember yeah. when Call of Duty took place in World War Two. Yeah, yeah. That's when it was. That's where it belongs. Ooh. I yes. still say that to this day. Yes, those were good Call of Duty games. This, that's what I like about the new Wolfenstein. There is nothing wrong with hunting Nazis. Well, I think we can all get behind that. Am yeah, I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I mean, some Germans might not because they like to pretend right. that didn't happen. It's like they were all sitting on their front on their front porch in the middle of Berlin, going, "What was that noise?" Yeah. I think about like yeah. I think about going to like the game store and picking up God of War after school one day for fifty bucks because that's the only way you could get it. Yep. <laughs> yep. New. Running home, popping it in, opening up my game to uh, open up my game box, reading through the instructions which were in color. Yep, and an actual physical manual. Manuals, um, you know. Yeah, I bought. I always did the, that. Yeah. I would yeah. always read the goddamn manual. Playing the game, having that experience. My favorite manual, Legend of like Zelda: that. Ocarina of Time. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, that, yeah. that manual was so good. That manual was so good. Um, Second favorite Halo Two with the with the legend uh, the the special edition that had the Covenant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. that's awesome. These are the puny weapons of the infidels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or the same thing for me personally is music. Like going and like, oh, the CD came out on Tuesday. Let me go get it and pop it in my CD player and listen to it. Yeah. And now it's like, well, there's there's a thousand games and now some of them are free and you can just get them whenever you want and they're there and they're digital and you know a hundred new indie titles came out today and <laughs> oh. Oh, another one of my friends is abandoned, and I'm liking them on Facebook, and I don't care anymore because there's so much music everywhere. And what happened to just those focused experiences? I think that's what's ruining everything. I don't... Yep. Well, it's <laughs> it's not even the internet. It's not even the internet from the the, fan, the standpoint for me, at least. I, I know there's other there's other factors like you were talking yep. about, but for me, the standpoint of the internet is just sort of the technology that it's given us to receive the games and to create the games has sort of started to destroy this a little bit. I, I will say I am more apt to play indie games than I am AAA games. Yep. Uh, 
And this is just something that's happened because there are AAA games that I have played in the past that have absolutely pissed me off. Yep. Uh, the Halo series, not on good terms. Right. Assassin's Creed, not, not on, on good, good terms. terms. Uh, Bioshock after Bioshock 2, not on good terms, right. but I gave Infinite a try because it looked awesome. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think Bioshock Infinite was probably the last AAA title I actually enjoyed. <laughs> See, I have Titanfall, yeah. so right. there's that for me. And then there's World of Tanks, which is an indie game. Mm-hmm. There's Minecraft, which, which is technically an indie game. World of Tanks with your love-hate relationship. Yeah. I think the reason I like indie games more than AAA titles, though, it has nothing to do with anything about who made it, how much money was sunk into it. No. It all has to do with the type of game it is. And yeah. I just, I am from that generation. Those are the kind of, yeah. when I think of... We're our generation. Right. We're the guys who grew up with these games. And now we're the generation that's making the games. Yeah. They're like, oh man, dude, dude, do you remember how great Super Mario Brothers three was? Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. Whereas the AAA titles are bigger, 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 faster, faster, faster. Right, prettier, prettier, prettier. But I also just not think pretty that, enough. I also just think that they're going in the wrong direction for me personally as a gamer. So I think what's also happening is you're seeing this this shift of what a gamer is, and I think that what a gamer used to be was, you know, we were talking about platformers and adventures mm-hmm. and action games and things like that, and I think it's moving into this online space, shooters, um, free-to-play with microtransactions, very exploratory, open-ended experiences, I think, is the main takeaway, where back in the day, it was very focused. It was, save the princess, B, grab the right, treasure, defeat right. the boss. Yep. And I think in that respect, that's also where... Older video games are more of a normal normal medium in a sense, mm-hmm. um, like a movie or like a like a like a CD or you know an album where it's it's from point A to point B. Yes, you can do what you want and you can bend the rules a little bit, but it's really a focused experience. Right. The story is the same regardless how you play it. Things like that, you know. There's not yeah. there aren't these open end. It's not like a Skyrim, although that's yeah. a bad example because. Love Skyrim. Oh my God, Skyrim! Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I enjoy. It I, I worry yeah. that I worry that someone's gonna like the powers that be are gonna notice Bethesda. Yeah, and due to the Bethesda, like like make Bethesda like a new Activision. Mm-hmm. I, I worry that that's gonna happen. Well, they've Bethesda's already had a big swing and miss critically. Yeah, rage, rage is what I'm referring to. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, they published that. Yeah, yeah, and that was a that was a whiff. But I believe that they also did. Did they do Dishonored? Or am I thinking of another no. game that's just primarily gray? Oh no, no, they did do Dishonored. They yeah, they did do Dishonored. Yeah, they yep. pop, they produced Dishonored. Yeah, they also produced. They're they're also buying the new Wolfenstein. Yep. yep. The but like Bethesda is kind of the last for me. Yeah, the like, last good. Yeah. The last good man. major major developer. Like it used yeah. to it used to be Bungie for me, and and the reason why it's no longer Bungie uh, is just. All this hate towards towards Microsoft for just trying to protect their brand, and in reality, it's, a, it's just it's self. No, I, I I think that there's got to be some like bad blood there. Oh, there absolutely there is. absolutely I think is. There's, I think what's going on with Halo or there's Bungie, a reason they gave up Halo to leave. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think with Bungie and Microsoft, it's just like any other medium with 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 press and you know whatever else. Like you can't deny. That the Xbox was built with Halo. Oh, it absolutely oh, totally. was, and and yeah. and because of that, you have that sort of that sort of problem, like a record, like a record producer and the artist. 
Yep. Or a dominatrix and her pet bitch. The publisher publisher and the author. Hey, although hey guys, so all we've been working on Halo, we've also been working on no, we've got to focus on Halo, right? What about no? But 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 Halos. How how much did how much did Bungie strike back though? Because I'm sure Microsoft won an every year, every year installment like three four three is pretty much giving us right. Yep. But Bungie never did that. Might be a question of money. Might be a question of just disagreements of. Again, just like anything else, like the yeah. actor and the Ultimate, director. You know? Ultimately, mu- ultimately, everyone wants to make money. Right. Yep. Bungie might say, "Oh, we're just doing what we love." Yes, but you're doing what you love and making because money. you can make money doing it. Yep. If you couldn't make money doing what you love, then you wouldn't do it as much right. because you wouldn't be able to live. Right. I would also, I would also say that the other major developer who I still have hope and faith in all the time is Naughty Dog, but. They're overblown, in my opinion. But that's just that's just me. That's just me watching Last of Us and yeah. just. Actually, I wasn't a huge fan of Last of Us either. But it was such throughout the years over I've always the enjoyed the products. Like I still half enjoyed Last of Us. I loved Uncharted series. Loved Jack and Daxter. Loved okay. Crash Bandicoot. So I'm excited to see where they go next generation. I still right. have some faith in them. Yeah, yeah, I, nah, yeah. I'd say I'd say it's pr- primarily Bethesda that I still have the most. I, faith in. I think it's also because they're the only ones that are still um, touting or going after character action yeah. games, character also, action titles like also, nobody else does. Also, yeah. they pop out a new IP like Dishonored, and it surprises you. Yeah, yeah. which is it's almost like because all these other all these other uh, developers, except for maybe Ubisoft now with. Um, with Watchdogs are pumping out the same old IPs, IPs. like Constantly. Ubisoft, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, Creed. Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six, uh, Splinter Cell, but suddenly Watchdogs that might be interesting, yeah. or or uh, for the longest time Activision is Guitar Hero and Call of Duty. You have to be mm-hmm. careful with that too, though, because. Um... Like, I mean, even EA, like, yeah. as much as we piss all over EA on our podcast, there was a time, Everyone pisses there, on was a, there was a fall, or a year, I think, where they were just releasing IP after IP, and people were, their, their minds were being blown. Mirror's Edge, like, they weren't all successful, but, like, Mirror's Edge, um, De- what's the name of the freaking space horror game? Why can't Dead I think space. of Space. Thank you, Dead Space. <laughs> well, up until Dead Space 3. And then they ran but, that into the ground. Well, that's yeah. what I mean, but the, the, this was, there was a year where those were new, fresh IPs. Right. And there were a couple others, yeah. too. I'm, I'm, I forget what they were, but it's like, oh, EA's great this, again. It was this eye of the storm. Later, and then three years later, just in shit again. But the problem was, that was still in, yeah. essentially, what was the golden age of EA. Yeah. EA yeah. has gone down in the last three or four years, probably since about 2009 Yeah, but EA had, a, EA had problems. Then they had that year... And, or two, and then they went, went back into the shit. Yeah, hole. and that goes yeah. right back to my point about the PS4. Yeah, yeah. They experimented. They went outside the safe zone. That's what Sony's doing. They have no choice. Yeah, they have to try. Microsoft stuff. has had some bank. They wanted to be careful, and they've been careful. They've let some great indie titles onto the 360. They've let some sure things onto the 360, like Minecraft and my, yep. uh, World of Tanks. But by and large, they've been very, very particular. And I understand that that's, that's their prerogative. But Sony, it's just, you can't, if you want to say they're for the gamers, go right ahead. <laughs> I just brought it back. If you, want to just... say, if you want to say they're for gamers, go right ahead. You are absolutely 100, maybe not 100% wrong. But you, if you say it's because... 95%. <laughs> if you say it's because of the indies, you're wrong. If you say it's because they actually believe that what they're doing is... 
helping pe- is you know for the gamers you're probably about five percent right and the other five percent is good god we need to keep this company from exploding yeah. <laughs> because they're not doing well anywhere and there's probably maybe two people in sony who are like who are still idealistic like oh man we're gonna, and they we're gonna change them. the world and then there's little old me who just fucking wants last guardian to come out i know right god damn it sorry <laughs> yep. it's just and it but you know like it, last guardian is never coming out it's gonna come out on the ps4 I don't think but, it's ever come. And, and we go back to the um, we go back to the PS2 when they were experimenting with things there. Oh like, yeah, like with Shadow of the Colossus, like Shadow of the Colossus, Guitar Man, uh, Devil May Cry. Devil May well, Cry. I mean, let's not let's not get into PS2 uh, land. PS2, PS2 that, was a golden oasis. Oh yeah, of, my God, of gaming a that will never that, game that, 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 yeah that we will never that we will never ever see ever again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like it's the same situation though where. They tried some things, right? And then they came back, oh and they God, got to the PS3, yeah. and two they through had four. nothing. I can't think of any. I can't think of a single IP that came out in the PS2 era that I was like, meh, meh. I don't know. I can't. I'm sure I could if I. I'm sure I could if I really thought of it. Yeah. I mean, just think of uh, all these, ga- these new games that came out in that era. Tribes, although it was fun for a bit. Tribes yeah. was kind of Tribes still has a huge, yeah, huge following. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because it's still a game. Yeah, I would use tribes. Trying to think of one that was just a terrible bomb, but, it, but I can't. It wasn't a bomb. It's yeah. just it was yeah. something that was hyped right. and it just kind of mm-hmm. flatlined a little. Like it, it didn't. Like they were expecting A plus and they got B work. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the actual back of the right. box, as I recall from my childhood, says "See you, Halo." Oops. Uh, Oopsie. I mean, tribes might be better than Halo at this point. But... <laughs> That's uh, neither here nor there. They were playing the long game all along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tribes <laughs> HD. The new tribes is going to sneak out, yeah. But there is one that just came oh, out yeah, on the really? PC a oh, couple years ago. Um, but it's like, you once they get these new IPs that strike it rich, yeah. instead, of, instead of finishing the story... They milk it out as long as they can. Yep, they've done it with Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh, they, they've done it. They they started to do it with Devil May Cry, and then they rebooted it, which is yeah. still the same thing as milking. They're well, doing it with Lara Croft. They well, they, well hold on. The they were doing it with Devil May Cry, face. then they rebooted Devil May Cry, and didn't do all that well. So then they rebooted it again, and no one liked the new Dante. <laughs> yeah. But it was a fun game, though. Yeah. But it, I mean, yeah, because that's the game that they, people want. Yeah, yeah. it's the, the style. It's still, of a de- it's still a Devil May Cry game. Yep. And and that's that's fine and dandy. The problem is the new IPs are suffering because of it. Yeah, yeah there's the, you look at the generations of gaming, and yeah. Nintendo's the only company that doesn't really generate new IPs. They just sort of iterate. Oh better. god, before they just the, sort of they just sort of iterate better. Fi- Final Fantasy series. <laughs> that's one too. That is like and and the sports games, and they're just yeah. They I add, I think the sports games and Assassin's Creed are probably the most guilty yeah and i'm i'm a hypocrite with the sports games because i love them yeah but they're they're not worth buying every year god no but but they sell them every year because people buy them every year well because otherwise they wouldn't do it (laughs) the the problem is because they they've never once had a system in place where you could update properly nope like they've never especially in the especially in the sports games Mm -hmm. where you would get madden 13 because Madden 12 is no longer up to date. Right. right. Where you don't have the new draft picks because EA has never once uh, imported a new draft class. I would be... Imagine... Imagine like a Madden almost like an MMO. A biennial. 
a biennial Madden. Yeah. Or, or you know what they, you know what games have they can just charge that? money for a draft update. Actually, yeah. Actually, Maybe some updates know, on gameplay too. You know what games have been doing that actually? Then again, well? that that's very difficult to actualize on a console. Right. The WWE games. I'm not big into wrestling, but like they've been putting out some of the more recent WWE games have had like, you know, going back to like like every wrestling like personality for like 30 years yep. is now in this game. And there's a reason for that too. It's because they have a monopoly on the WWE yeah. right, market. Right, so they can use all of it. Whereas, um, you know, uh, God, what is it? Uh, NASCAR, not fully licensed. Yeah. Nope. So they don't get everything they want. Yeah. Right. Uh, NBA 2K, uh, just the most popular. It's not the full license, but it's so popular, it's it's nuclear. Rea- it's nuclear. Yeah. So they have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, actually, they don't anymore. They lost him after 2K12. Um, and Julia Serving for that matter, which pissed me off. But they have Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and you know, you know what other game has all those NBA celebrities? What game would that be? Barkley, shut up and jam Gaiden, <laughs> which is apparently actually fantastic for having been made an RPG maker. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's all. It, unfortunately, it's all about the money, and yeah. we're in a very, very greedy time. I don't yeah. even know it's it's it is greedy time, but I also again think it's that they're not making the fifty dollars, sixty dollars a pop that they used to. They're making ten on average, probably fifteen dollars a pop on a game now because people are waiting. They're buying it used. They're buying it when it's free on PlayStation Plus or Games yep. with Gold. They are they're buying it when there's a huge discount in the summer or the winter on Steam. They're yep. buying games when they're less money. And what's happening because there are so many games. That's the only way you can just do like it. Just like the one percent, the nine percent. Development costs are going this way. I I, I think that's and, hilarious. And game think, sales are going this way. You you just. You just said, and this is this is absolutely this is absolutely hilarious. To make money, Microsoft and Sony have decided to give away games for free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. So the development costs and cost of systems, everything is going this way. It's rising. The cost up. of the prices of games are going this way. Yeah, because our but listeners can't see your for hand. Those, for those of you that don't understand what I'm saying, first of all, holy shit. Second of all, my, Jay, learn some the hand, the hand of costs is going yeah, up. Look how much of, they spent on GTA Five and. Right. Not, not the best game ever. Mm-hmm. Which is why people are going multi-platform. Which is why we're having all issues. God, but anyway, yeah, I was going to say that's that's enough of that conversation. We veered all over the place, which I'm cool with because it was actually a fun conversation. I enjoyed it. Did I um, did I do enough gripe this time? I feel like I I feel no, like I, I went away. I thought it was great how you brought back the gripe. See, I thought you had just really just jumped out of the way, but then you went whoosh, right back in. There it was. There it was. Thank you, Senpai. Oh. Just like in Final Fantasy XIII. I've got one last thing to say on Transistor before we wrap. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. jump back on uh, Transistor. Last thing. Just How last to go thing. to left field, to right field, to center <laughs> field, <laughs> and to then to Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim? Hi, man. Um, last, just last thing I just want to say on Transistor. Um, Transistor was actually made with a really small team. Yes. Yep. Like, holy crap. Their credits take almost no time. How, how big? How big is the team at Supergiant? Have any any idea without looking um, it up? Not not off the top of my head, but I remember only like during the credits, only really seeing like maybe thirty names yeah. at most. Oh, and I will I will say this in the in the regard of games that are being iterated over and over and over again to make a profit. Candy Crush is the worst thing that has happened to gaming in a while. 
because now this pet rescue saga and all these other sagas that are the same game with different skins. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get in there. Oh, we're not. We're not. I don't want, we're not want to not touch touching that. on mobile gaming right now. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that's it, even. It's a bad joke. Yep. But no, it's think... making money because that's the kind of gaming people are into. Yep. Ease of access. It's not gaming. It's video. It's electronic crack. No, it's elect. It's electronic diversion. Yeah. It's actually, I feel I feel really hipsterish saying that. <laughs> I really do, and I try not to be, but it's it's different. It's something it's like, you oh, can you, pick you up. You enjoy play that for little bit of minutes. gaming. Well, guess what? If you want to keep playing, you have to spend twenty dollars on in-game currency. Yep. Have any bad jokes you'd like to tell us? Navigate to threeheadedboy.com. Go to the spoiler cast page. You can comment below. Comment. Comment. Do it there. Also, Tell me how much of an idiot I it. am. Do it, you pansy. Also, Do it. <laughs> also check out our new uh, section, Fold Space. Which, as of right now, is not it, it will available be. for listening, it but it will be, be really soon. No, Dan be. keeps promising it will, me. It will be before this is out. So, yes. View Fold Space. <laughs> so, we're basically never releasing this episode. <laughs> Fold Space yeah. channel. Um, Dan made us wait 20 minutes outside his house today, guys. Next week, is Fold Space the new GTA Online heists?